New Year, baby. Yeah. This is our first podcast of the new decade. We're officially in the future. We are. We are now in a fucking sci-fi year, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We are now actually, which is totally bizarre and surreal to think about, one year past the year in which Blade Runner, the film, is set. Yeah. And in that film, there are flying. genetic replicants, flying cars, etc., etc. Flying cars seems to be the biggest thing that people thought we were going to have, but we don't have. We all kind of just want it. So that we can say we have flying cars. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it would ever work. People are freaking out about self-driving cars. And I know it's not the same, but if, you can't, if you're freaking out about that, I don't think you're going to allow yourself to fly in the sky to the grocery store. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So. I, I remember thinking the version of futuristic New York in Fifth Element was very cool because it had kind of like traffic jams of flying cars. And Bruce Willis' pilots are flying yellow taxi cab. It's just very, it's just I very va- I iconic to me. This. I kind of hate that movie. Okay, out, just out of principle. Sure. Not anything to the principle is not anything to do with the movie. It's a it's it's a, it's something outside of the movie, <laughs> but. But now I just won't watch it just because. I well, can't. you could have just said Gary Oldman's in it, uh, which makes it yeah. hard to watch now. Isn't Chris Tucker in it? Yeah, Chris Tucker's great in it. Strange year. When did they make that? Nineties. Yeah, I want. It does definitely feel like a nineties movie. It was when Bruce Willis still had hair, so that wow. kind of dates it for you. Remember that game? Oh, speaking of. That's like that radio takes... carbon dating for yeah. Bruce Willis. You can judge by when he had hair. That takes us into something. I just want to say one more thing. Hold, hold your water. He's on my segue. No. My perfect segue. <laughs> I'm not. But first of all, how dare you besmirch Lilu Dallas Multipass. <gasps> Mila Jovenish is very hot in that film. Yeah, she is. With the weird... That hair. Yeah. The weird yeah. orange strap suit i don't even know what you'd, you'd call it she's just wearing these kind of elastic orange they got holes in them it, it's i don't know it's hot Haley williams kind of dresses up as her for the taylor swift bad blood music video this is the music okay. video where she has like all her friends in the video and Haley williams is in it for a sec and she's got her because she has orange hair a lot she's got her orange hair but it's very little dallas um She's got the, like, strap dress on. Sure. Have you not seen this? I don't watch a lot of Taylor Swift music yeah, videos. Lilo Dallas. Lilo Dallas Multipass. <laughs> so cute. Uh, the second thing I was going to say is, have you seen how... I don't know if this is just localized, whether this is a pilot program, if you'll excuse the pun, in New York City. But Uber now have a helicopter service. They have little, they no. use little private helicopters and if you, and it's not even that expensive. I think it's just a few hundred dollars. That's expensive. For, for To rent a private helicopter. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I assume you're not in there by yourself. I assume they pick up multiple people. But I, that to me is some futuristic shit. The fact that you can go on an app, press a button and get into a private helicopter. I was going to say hiring a helicopter is not futuristic, but using the app, I guess. But normalizing it is. Yeah. And yeah. democratizing it in a weird way is. Also, I saw on Reddit, someone posted, so you know how there's the Uber s- surcharging when it's really busy? 
you'll get like a you know some crazy five times multiple on what it would usually cost because it's rush hour someone posted a picture of the app they wanted to get across town and the helicopter option was cheaper than any of the car options oh my god you know the car option that that's weird (laughs) when i used to sometimes get ubers in london yeah it would surcharge at rush hour and it only ever went up like double i've seen it go up more than that but when we've been you're using basically saying it must have gone up hundreds of dollars yeah. it must have been some kind of that's crazy dumb. anomaly some perfect storm of surcharge yeah that's surcharge multiplication must... you basically shit all over my segue because now we've passed the Bruce no we Willis. can come we can come back can we we can always we can go back never come back we can nubba we gobba gobba <laughs> we can nubba gobba but we gobba gobba we can nubba if we explained what that was a reference to someone will know pe- someone will just no, know that's impossible they might know no people would be like to how out. did you get from point a to point b and i would say to them i don't know yeah i really truly in my bones don't know <laughs> but we can nubba gobba we gobba gobba <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to say it was a reference no, to because it's so great. You but can't. <laughs> um, I can see the scene in my head. Yeah, me too. On the fence. Oh, is it? I, I can't see, I can't pick out details, but I just remember it being night. Yes. I can picture his face. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so I didn't mean to step on your finger. You this did, wanted, though. I know. I'm just kidding. That's my uh, male prerogative. No. So 2020 speak- is not going to be a year of feminism while I'm around. <laughs> Speaking of um, Bruce Willis, we played some games with family. With Bruce Willis. <laughs> with Bruce Willis. He's a big checkers head, at Bruce Chris- Willis. Yeah. At Christmas, <laughs> we played checkers head. What a weird. We put um. We played some games. Yeah. Family time, Christmas time. It was nice. It was nice. We um teamed up. We did. For some of them. But one of the games was, I got my brother a game, because we love games in our, game, game, game. How many times did he say game? We love playing games in our family. Board games we're talking about here. Yeah. And my brother is a big um, cinephile. Sure. And so I got him a game called Cinephile. Appropriate. And it's like games within, there's lots of different games within the game. And one of the games is you pick a card and whoever the actor is, you then have to go around and name all the movies you can possibly name of this person. And if you can't name a movie, you're out. So we did that and we had Bruce Willis and it ended up being you and my brother left. It was mano a mano. Yeah. And you knew surprisingly, <laughs> I. you know what's funny? You don't watch a lot of movies. That's true. And it's so strange that we ended up picking Bruce Willis because he is the, you said he's the one guy that you could probably name in all his movies. Yeah, it was a weird coincidence that the first person we picked, and I said, Bruce Willis is my jam. Yeah. I actually have a chance of winning this game. And me and your brother went back and forth for a while. Yeah. And he we, pulled out some really obscure ones, like really obscure. We and so didn't did have I. a timer or anything. So you were just sitting there for ages. We had a three minute timer. Oh, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Because you were sitting there for ages yeah. just like trying to. I was pulling out Last Boy Scout. I was pulling out this recent one he did with Edward Norton, Motherless Brooklyn. No. I was pulling out. You know, all kinds of obscure... All the shit ones, like that fucking California, California uh, Venice because, Beach yeah, one. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Venice. Yeah. I was pulling out some... Re- I went through... <laughs> because your brother didn't know the, the, the specific title 
of the Die Hard sequels, he couldn't play them. You can't just say the third Die Hard. Yeah, because I was like Die Hard Two, Die Hard Three, yeah. and you were like, no, you have to say it's the Die name. Hard, Die Hard Two colon Die Harder, Die Hard Three colon Die. Oh, is it just called Die Hard Die Revenge? Die Harder is not the second one. I think it is. I think Die Harder is like one of the later ones, isn't it? No, because then Die Hard Four is. Um, does it have a? Maybe that's. I don't know. And then Die Hard Five is. You don't is know my, them right now, but you knew them on the day. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting confuzzled. I'm getting discombobulated. But I love that Die Hard Five, which we don't speak of, of course, because it's an abomination oh, yeah. to man and beast. That's the one with the Australian and guy, right? Everything in between. Yeah. And the really bad, like, CGI world. It's just really bad all the way through. Yeah. But anyway, that one's... Ju- I think that one is called Live Free or Die Hard, which is just... <laughs> 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 Let you know the tenor of the movie you're about to watch. Yeah. But yeah, we we went back and forth, and eventually Brother won, because I just couldn't think of them. And... So yeah, hats off to him okay. because we because we seriously were diving into the the crevices, the niches of Bruce Willis's filmography. We were pulling out some serious fucking dreck just to win this stupid game. But yeah, that cinephile dreck. game was really fun. <laughs> and on each card, there's an actor, and then there's one of their films underneath. But there's also a cool hand-drawn portrait of the actor. Yeah. And it was so interesting to see which... Like, for example, for Angelina Jolie, they drew her as she appeared in Hackers. Yeah. They picked some really cool they iterations. Did. You could tell it was really made by, like, person. movie buffs. Yeah. And it, it was a Kickstarter game, so it was really... It's not, like, this mass-produced, like, just throw a bunch of movie trivia shit in there. Um, it was fun. It was very fun. We we sort of tried to play Six Degrees. They have Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon in there, and they didn't really. <laughs> I feel like we got so stumped. I feel like we got really famous people as well, and it should have been easy to connect them. Yeah. But we just got so stumped. I think sometimes when there's lots of people, it's harder to concentrate. I think it was your brother who one of the pairings he got had Wesley Snipes in. And we kind that of realised... Oh, was it us? Yeah. Because we were a team together, right? Yeah, we were a team. And we realised that Wesley Snipes is a bit like Steven Seagal in that he's kind of the only person in his films most of the time. Yeah. So that makes him very difficult as a vector for Six Degrees. However, he was in... If you can connect Woody Harrelson or Ryan Reynolds, sure. then you can, you can fuck some shit up. Who were you saying was the ultimate locus... The Kevin person Bacon. who, if no, if you get to this person, <laughs> you can almost always get to who you're trying to get to. Is it oh, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt is. He's kind of like a Kevin Bacon because even though he hasn't been in as many movies, he's been in movies with super famous people who've been in lots of shit. Also, another thing is, is if you can get to like Robert Downey Jr. because of the Marvel movies yeah. and his longevity, you can get to. So there are people that you. Can, you could, if you could get those, <laughs> if you can make the connection to those, then you can do if it. If you can possibly get to... Yeah. But we, me and my brother used to play this game years ago all the time, and we would connect, like, British soap opera stars with, like, you know... Australian soap opera stars. No, like, somewhat like George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, how in the, in the world did you possibly do that? Well, I knew I was going to struggle at this game because I don't know that many 
actors, especially going do... back. Yeah. So we had to veto some of the choices that came up because I just didn't know who they were. Yeah, we also... This was only movie. You can't connect them via T. It was yeah, just movies. It was just movies. Um, which yeah. does make it harder, especially now that everyone's in TV now, aren't they? So it'd be easier. It's a renaissance yeah. of TV. So yeah, and then we played Articulate, which is a big game in our household. It's a big heated <laughs> you know combat what? in Samantha's family. Me and my brother get each other really riled up. He yes. especially gets me riled up because I feel like. When I play games with anyone else, I don't get like that. But think about sibling that sibling thing that ha- that kicks in, and we just get so tense and we're like yelling the stuff at each other, and everyone else is so fucking relaxed about it. It's funny though that game has never been so relaxed as it was that day. There were certain players who weren't giving a fuck. I think, I think. there were some players who was were resigned to losing. Yeah, but that's no to way to fair. play a game, you know. And I'm not someone who, like, thinks you should, like, oh, my God, i got to win. But you need to be enthusiastic. It was pretty cutthroat at points, I would say. I don't know how relaxed it was. Some people were bystanders and some people were instigators, I'll say that. What do you mean? (laughs) How dare you? But at a certain point, I worried that I was going to get, you know, a switchblade in my aorta. No, you were not. It got a bit heated. Plus, you were on my team, so you were fine. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm... Always like first or second. You're going to clothesline someone if they come after me? Pretty much. But, so we were winning. Okay. We, at what points we were neck and neck yeah. with, the, with another team. We, it is quite hard to beat your brother because he's very good at articulate. I think, I think I'm better than him now because right. something's going on. The student he, has become the master, would no, you say? No, he wasn't always better than me. It's only like... The past couple of years that he was better than me. Before that, he wasn't better than me. It depends with who he teams up with. Because my mum's really good at this game. Yeah, but your if she's good. paired with someone not great, then she's not great. Yeah. I think that ha- that's what happens with most people. If you're paired with someone who isn't really fucking in it with you, and you you're like you know the stuff, but they don't know anything. Sure, <laughs> it's harder obviously to play. But as we were alluding to. There was a pivotal point in this in this long game of Articulate, this board game we're playing, which, if you don't know, is essentially just you're trying to get the other person to say what's on your card without telling them the word yeah. itself. there's so many games like this. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, there was a pivotal point. It was a basic, roughly neck and neck between our team and your brother's team, and it was getting very competitive. We needed to get like seven to win. Yeah, which is very doable. Win. Very, very Especially doable. on the subject that we landed on. Yeah. There are two subjects where if you land on them, you can basically just get them, knock them, knock them, knock them, knock them, knock them, and get like eight points in yeah. a row. And then you get fucking geography. And yeah. You can't get anything. World. Person. Pe- and it's got people from like the 70s yeah. on there. It's got random figures from folklore that mm. you've never heard of. It's got people who aren't actually people either. It has yeah. like biblical people, fictional people. It's just got random stuff on there. But anyway, so we needed like seven to win. Oh, I was I was the one reading the card. Samantha was the one who had to say the word. And I'm good at both. I'm good at describing and I'm good at guessing, as are you. You're very versatile. And you can top or bottom. Everyone was go getting all like, you know, trying to psych me out. Like <laughs> they really oh, were. We're gonna do it. 
You said they really weren't. No, they really were. They really were. Everyone, even the people in the game who'd been kind of lax yeah. and like <laughs> not present. Samantha was making sudden, significant eye gestures about those people. <laughs> were all of a sudden on my fucking case and everyone was staring at me. And you're like, you do the first. You're First of all, something's happening because you've seen the second card. So you know that we... I don't even know. Yeah. What was it you had to pass? Okay, so the first... I, I didn't intend to look at the cards because I do think that is kind of cheating to look at the cards coming up. But I knew that the first word I had to get you to get was sextant. Which if I... I haven't ever looked this up, but I think is a type of navigation equipment for sailors. Old-timey okay. sailors. But it sometimes helps, you can yeah. break the word down. Yeah, if you so don't that, know the word, you can break it down. And then the second word that I knew was coming up after this. And the, the other thing you need to know, listeners, in our particular rule variations that we use for this game, you only get one pass. Yes, you only get one so pass. So you have to use that one pass strategically. So I saw that gunk was coming up. I don't know what the fuck a gunk is, I have to tell yeah. you. We looked oh, it up later. Yeah. And it's like a toy. It's, it's like, like a some kid's weird toy doll from years ago. that I've never heard of. Kind of like a troll doll. But anyway, I knew there was no way I was going to get you to, to say gunk. But I knew that I could break down sextant. Yeah. And the first thing I said to you, I was trying to get you to say sex. And I was saying... Because we're doing this in front of my family. How do you get babies? <laughs> what do you call humping? And it took you a while to get there, but you got it. My brain... Because everyone was staring at me and everyone was psyching me out, it's like my your brain does that freeze thing where I you can't that. think yeah. of anything. So, yeah, I eventually managed to break it down into two words and I got you to say it and then I was able to skip gunk. So we were doing quite good to begin and with. And you only have a minute. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the wheels just started to come up. Samantha <laughs> choked. She psyched herself I out. I choked big time. She was couldn't this the rise game to where the you moment. Were like British footballer. No, that was that, that was, was another round. Game. Let's talk about one, that anyway. One of the ones funny. that I was trying to get you to get was crib, and I kept saying to you, oh, yeah. "Where do you put a baby in in its room?" And you just kept saying everything under the sun. Oh yeah, what were they saying? The bed. I, you just kept saying I other co- things. Crib didn't come to my head. And another round. This is not even to do with the round. We didn't get the six or seven points we needed. We got five, I think. We got one below, so we were one away from the finish. Oh, my God. Anyway, in another round, I didn't choke, but it was a round that we didn't get as many points as we would have liked, is you were saying to me, you kept saying, you said, okay, this is the beginning of the queue. You were like, the clue, I mean. You were like, British footballer. I was like, right. I said some names, and then I what was name like, did you, you said a name three times in a row, I and I kept some, saying no, and you kept saying the same name. I said some other names first, and then I was like, Ryan Giggs, and you just went, British footballer, like... No, not Ryan Giggs because he's not British. But you then said so the same name like, several times. I was like, but Ryan Giggs is British. So I was like, Ryan <laughs> Giggs. And you were like, British footballer. <laughs> and you said to me, you just kept repeating it. And I'm like, but you just kept repeating it. Yeah. You can't try to get me to have a different guess if you're just going to say the same thing over and over again. So we were both yeah. on each end. I, I think we both I fucked up on that I one. think I couldn't pass that one. And I didn't know who it was because I know nothing about football. Yeah. But I I thought there was a chance that if I just said that, you would say the first thing that came to mind and it might be this person. So I just took a, I took a chance on it. But the fact that you said the same name three times in a row <laughs> when I told you in between that that wasn't the right one. But you said the same 
clue. It was so infuriating. I wanted to reach over with my go-go gadget arms and just throttle you right there. That round that I choked, that the previous round we talked about. I was about, getting a very... He was like, at the very end, he was just like, I'm disappointed. And I was, to be honest. I started looking into divorce papers. You say that we get tense, but that's tense for you. It was tense for me because I, I saw that victory was in sight. And that it was snatched from us. You are also very by much your incompetence. How fucking very dare <laughs> you! you. <laughs> the gauntlet was thrown down, and you just you know ran in circles like a dog chasing its tail. You also are very much a person who, sorry, God, a very a person who very much like plays to win. Yes, where I like winning, especially when it comes to something like articulate, but it's not that big a deal. If That's horseshit, and you know it. I'm not going to let that falsehood you know stand. What? That is partly a lie. You know why? <laughs> why do when you lie to our listeners? There, when my brother's there, I want to win. Yes. But if it's just me and you playing a game of Overcooked or something, which we shall talk about in a moment. Well, that's cooperative. Yes, but I'm not like, if we don't get all the points, I'm going to cry or whatever. I like how this. Whereas I like, like how you make yeah. this <laughs> veiled allusion to what I'm like. <laughs> you get so fucking tense. I, yeah. You get so like annoyed me when we tried to play harry potter lego or whatever yeah we couldn't play you know why you know why because ryan was just constantly like he wouldn't let me do anything he was like you wait there this is what we were like this is how bad it was you wait there and i'll go and look around i took a leadership role in our real life we're not entering into like a dark cave samantha wasn't picking up the fucking blocks she was like a chump, leaving all these valuable Lego blocks behind. And I just couldn't stomach it, listeners. I always let it look. I'm not like that great at video games because I haven't played that many. But also, I thought, like, I'm, bu- I'm a button basher. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I just bash the buttons until my character does what I want them to do. <laughs> I can sometimes learn the controls. Sure. Like if it's a driving game or something. You're also, you're good at Overcooked. You We have... When we have that that mind meld and we really sync up and strategize, we do really well. What when I I get frustrated because <laughs> you go onto a new level and anyone who hasn't played the video game Overcooked, you're, you're you're cooking meals and you have to get them out as quickly as possible and you're cooperating together to combine the ingredients and cook them and whatever. And at the end of you get you know it. Each level is free, five minutes, whatever. At the end of each level, it racks up your points. And then you need a certain amount of points to get one star, a certain amount to get two stars, a certain amount to get three stars. And when we don't even get a star, I, I'm i I'm incredibly frustrated. But we've also spent, like, however many minutes having fun. That's not important. But then it gets ruined sometimes when you're like, That's a we second didn't even get a star, we have to do it again. Do you know what you always do as well? If in the first 30 seconds or to the minute and a half, it doesn't go the way you want it to go, like you think I could have done better in that last minute, you'll restart the level. Yeah. You won't even wait to get to the end to see if we could turn it around. Because I know that if you have left something on the grill too me, long and me, the fire starts to spread some, across all the countertops... You're not an expert at this game. Because if you were, you'd be able to do it alone. <laughs> and you can't. I know that if you've set everything on fire and I have to go and get the fire extinguisher and extinguish it all... He doesn't say that overcooked as well. That's going to waste like, too much time. He's like, you know what? You just stay over there. I'm just going to throw the food at you. <laughs> 
Or whatever. Samantha, you just pass me things. Samantha needs a firm hand. Whatever. She needs to be told what to do. She's very diligent and competent about doing her assigned task. But she needs me to take what I can only... <laughs> I can only describe as a drill sergeant like control of the situation. I do sometimes get really overwhelmed. There's like all these different components and there's different meal tickets coming up like constantly at the top, so you have to know which ones you should be doing. I don't always know which ones I'm gonna, I need to be doing. So I do need you to do that, but you know, it's not as bad as when we played Harry Potter and you were like just don't move. We just stopped playing that game. We stopped playing because you wouldn't let me play. <laughs> yeah, I think we said before that Overcooked is is a stress test for your relationship. It really yeah. it really tests the foundations of your your partnership. Remember the VR version of that? Yeah, there was, I we, I think we we talked about that trying that. That was VR version. Like yeah, the, it's it. called I can never remember. It's got a really generic name. It's a bit like Overcooked. It's that, but it's in first person, and you're at a you're at a chef station making meals and and dishing them out. We only played that a few times. It was fun. Though. We should go back to it. Yeah. I know this is probably a petty, trivial thing to be proud of, but Samantha just had to take an impromptu pee break. And I am usually the one who has to pee first, interrupting the podcast. What is wrong with you? So I feel like I need to have a little trophy engraved. Because I couldn't hold my pee? Episode 43, Samantha let the team down. I'm going to pee on you. In fact, I engineered this. I inserted a catheter while you were sleeping, and I overinflated your bladder. This was my plan all along. I don't don't know what to say about this level of elaborate evilness that's what it is evilness it's legal it's not or at least quasi legal (laughs) (laughs) unforgettable kittable kittable (laughs) lovable kittable unforgettable constable kittable there's another of our inside jokes that makes no sense whatsoever well you know it makes sense to us so that's fine that's true um so yeah that was fun playing games uh Another game that we like. Yeah. That we've been playing recently. What a cute little jig you just did. Totally apropos of nothing. No it's, music whatsoever. Because I was thinking of the music. Do you always have a silent disco going on? Yes. You know this about me. That's true. Is Crash. You mean the kart racing? Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, Crash Team Racing, the remastered version it's on fun. PlayStation 4. It's fun. Samantha's a big fan of kart races. I like, I really like driving games. Yeah. And ideally would have liked to play like Mario Kart or whatever, but you're screwed and you don't have... This is not a Nintendo household. The capabilities to play Mario Kart. Although totally bizarrely, and this is an aside I feel like I have to make, my dad has never shown any interest in video games ever, the whole time I've known him. The, when I saw him over Christmas, he just casually mentioned to me, he was like, oh, yeah, I bought a Switch for myself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I was totally flabbergasted and bewildered. I had no idea why he would spend, whatever, £200 on a video game console for himself. But he was basically saying that my brother has one and showed him some of the games on it. And my dad became enamored with the little arcade games you could play with it the the retro games and the kind of very simple just target shooting games you could play on it 
That's adorable. It, it is, the idea of my dad buying <laughs> it, figuring out how to set up, because he didn't mention this to me yet. And then just going onto the online store, I guess, and buying these little oh. downloadable games is so cute. I don't even know what to, to say. It is very cute. And at some point, I will be pilfering that console from him. Yeah. So, yeah. Because honestly, it's in better hands with me. No, you I have will, to let him. I will work it out to its full potential. He's going to become like Switchmaster or whatever. Sure. Yeah. He's going to join like the, the Switch League. Oh, of course. That famous yeah. <laughs> competitive gaming <laughs> outfit. The Switch League. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love when you have these little little moments of inspiration that come yeah. to naught. Did we talk about Discover of Witches in the last podcast? Yeah, we have talked about Discover of Witches Look, to death. It's all I can talk about. What did we talk about though? The show or the book? I I I'm preemptively Damn vetoing you. any more disco- unless you have something fairly brief to say. No, I as the podcast's director. And co-host. You know when you just like are so in love with a book or something or a TV show and you just can't imagine ever getting into another one again because that is so... You fall in love with it so much and the characters so much that everything else that you try to read is just shit. That's where I'm at. Sure. I'm like Twilight levels of obsession. Oh, man. With the Discovery of That's DEFCON 1 yeah. type of precariousness you are on the edge of the void i really enjoyed when you look into the abyss the abyss looks back into you no it doesn't look back at me it just taunts me you have become the destroyer of of worlds no slash paperbacks they it has destroyed me for the worlds because i can't Mm, get into them (laughs) look it's just too good okay I just. I also like I how the... y- you were. You reread book one twice. Oh, once. Yeah, I mean, you read it twice. Yeah. Before you moved on to the second one. Look, this you is drew, why. You drew out the process. You were like edging yourself <laughs> as you were getting ready to move on to the second book. I still have. So, this basically. All right. <laughs> I watched the show. I was so in love with the show that I didn't mean to, but I, I then watched the show again back to back with no gap. And I've never done that before. So where I liked it so much that I had to watch it straight away. Because usually I'm really worried about desensitizing myself to things and I don't want to like do it too much so that I kind of it runs out almost. Yeah, you don't want to edge with the magic wand too long or your Because then your orgasm Your clit will become numb. Well, not just that, but your orgasm falls flat if you do that That's true. too much. So, but I but I watched it a second time, and then I waited a little bit, and then I watched it again. So I watched it three times, and then I was like, you know what? I should read the books. So I read the first book, and I just like powered through it, and like read it really quickly because it was so good. And then I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? And then that's when I was like, when is the second season coming? Surely the second season is going to come out in autumn that just happened because it came out autumn before but no 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 british fucking tv shows like to take years in between their seasons and there still isn't a date for season two i mean people assume it's going to be next autumn and in my mind i discovered the really big things that i've loved like twilight and discovery of witches 
that I like to watch it first and then read. So in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to wait to read book two. Sure. Because I want to watch season yeah, two I first. Yeah, I get it. But you don't know how that's going to be a long wait. I can't wait a year. Yeah. I can't wait a fucking year. So then I saw that the like Facebook group or whatever, the author is like involved also. They do like a read along every year because the first book takes a place basically across like October and ends on Halloween. So I was going to do the read along. That's why I started reading book two again. You mean I'm really book gonna, one again? Book one again, sorry. I'm really going to do it because I have the type of memory where I'll read the book and I'll re- obviously remember what happened because I'll remember the story, but I forget a lot of yeah, the little details. I'm the same. I don't think that's true. You oh, have a very good memory. It really, it really is true. You can even like quote things. I have to really hammer it into my head in order to like be able to quote shit. Okay. And so, not only was I reading this, the first book again, but I was taking notes on every chapter because I was hoping to, like, post along with the read-along. Kind of got derailed, long story short. But I then continued it for myself anyway and started, like, posting it on Tumblr or whatever. But it was really nice because I got to, like, really live inside the book for a while and, like, try to really remember all these details. <laughs> You also got to write what you were thinking at each stage in the book. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. And I, I'm kind of like scared to read book two because this is where they fuck shit up. What book two? Book one is always like, yeah, they're gonna get together. Maybe there's a bit of conflict, but they're <laughs> together and they're solid. But the second book is when they're gonna fuck shit up. Sure, Samantha is far too humble and you know, self-deprecating to humble. mention the fact that. Her read-along inspired other people to go back and reread the books. Yeah. She got some nice messages of people saying, I I'm did. really enjoying your thoughts on each chapter. It made me pick up the book again and dive back in. Yeah, it was nice, honestly. You're essentially a brand ambassador at this point. You should be getting payments. What brand? Discovery of Witches. I don't think it works that way. What's the acronym? Ado. Ado. Remember... <laughs> I know this is a this is a complete right turn. No. Oh, I have to. Why'd you do it? <laughs> Samantha once really tried to tell me she fought tooth and nail with me that Adobe was pronounced Adobe, the software manufacturer. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Look, I, and she really fought me on it, and she even told me about. I never photography my... professors who had pronounced it that way. And I was like, well, they're wrong too. I never in my life heard anyone say Adobe. <laughs> like, it's Adobe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, even when people would talk about it at, in college or whatever, because I did media and photography, so it came up. It's not sure. like, when does this even come up? It did come up. And people called it Adobe. <laughs> I never, ever heard anyone say Adobe. And then you were like, Adobe? And I'm like, what? No, that's dumb. (laughs) Yeah, you really tried to tell me that I was wrong. And I felt like I was being gaslighted about this. Yeah. Apparently in your particular university, this weird wrong pronunciation, pronunciation, God, I do that every single time, had spread and had taken hold like a virus, like a mold that had infected people's minds. You're so fucking dramatic. Yeah, I am. Well, this calls for it. And then Samantha really tried to tell me that I was wrong. And I wasn't having any of it, listener. 
you know what we haven't we're, we're doing questions this podcast and I know we haven't started them yet but I'm gonna ask my first question now because it's similar to what we were just talking about okay um what are the most ridiculous pronunciations of the most simplest words that was a confusing syntax to follow along with well there's lots of ups and downs out. in your intonations um and it can either be like it looks like a simple word but it's actually pronounced weird or you know people who pronounce them strangely i will say that one that springs straight to mind because i was i saw it in a, a video the other day there's a weird there's a so for people who are not british posh british accents people who speak in kind of rp or the the queen's english there's a weird sort of unspoken thing where you mispronounce certain words i feel as kind of a sign like an affectation of class you mean people say that why they say it as as it's like a, the, a kind of like a posh way to stress the word people who have taken elocution lessons and who really stress syllables and words as a kind of sign of their like mm. superior language skills i kind of know what you mean to the point of a... mispronouncing the word because oh, i kind of know what you mean even though i can't really say yeah any i'm other struggling words right to now. think but i don't really know to the point of mispronouncing a word i think so in my experience or maybe there is just some kind of archaic rarely used i i don't really understand how there can be multiple like legitimate like valid pronunciations of a word though it, maybe because it used to be pronounced like that but then like sometimes sometimes language just changes because everyone's using it wrong and so it changes to that whereas like originally it was like name used to be like um oh i was really i was gonna sing it was like name or name it's like really? it's gone through like lots of different oh wow vowel sounds and eventually it landed on name that's pretty crazy you know where i learned that where's that from the wired guy oh with yeah his the accents the and accent. his fucking linguistics what, what, what and his beard him? he's a teacher he's a teacher of accents yeah accent related he teach me with his beard miscellaneous i'll allow it he'll what no i don't appreciate this <laughs> there are, i will say this as well <laughs> There are words that I so dislike the actual way it's said that I am sorely tempted and sometimes say it the wrong way because I just prefer it. Yeah. One that springs to mind is cenotaph, which is, if you don't know, is a, a mon like a a grave monument for someone, but not where they're actually buried. It's 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 situated somewhere else, so it's kind of like a um like a a distant kind of abstract memorial to whatever this particular thing is. And you don't like that word? Yeah, I don't like cenotaph. I really feel like it should be, be pronounced xenotaph. Is it kind a Z? Kind of like xenomorph, the, the alien species. Is it a Z? No, it's C. So why do you think it should be xeno if it's got a C? Xeno. You think it should be Z? Wait, I can't yeah, we're getting get confused now. It's cenotaph, Wait, I just, but you okay. think it should be cenotaph? Yeah, take a word like um, I'm trying to think of a good example. What about denote? I know there's a different. Denote. D no, it's like a D no. 
I didn't. You denoted. Sino. Denote. Cenotaph. Like I, I don't know. It I just, understand. It somehow Cenotaph. feels more intuitive it's to like pronounce a... it that way, and I know it's wrong. I also don't think I pronounce the word vehement right. Vehemently. Some, yeah. Or, no, you do. I think vehement. that might be a word that has multiple. Weirdly, does have w- multiple ways to say it, right? But. So I don't like what's chagrin. The, yeah, I know. We've talked about your hatred of chagrin. Yeah, it just fucking does my head in. What is it? I'm going to say it wrong because I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Chasse longu? <laughs> I know what word you're. Chasse longe? I know what word you're, you're referring to, but I also don't know Can't how to say it. Can't you just say daybed? <laughs> Can't you just say sofa without fucking <laughs> yeah. arms or whatever? Sure. It is weird when people use foreign language words for something we already have a word for. We already have so many foreign, like French words that you don't think are yes, French. Of Debut course. is French. I'm sure there's a million of them. It really bugs me in someone's writing when they use a foreign phrase. I'm talking about someone who's writing in English. They use a foreign language phrase or word, and then you look it up, and it doesn't have as a meaning. Like they could have easily used the English word. There was no reason to use this obscure foreign or like uh, archaic phrase. But they used it just as kind of a, a, it's like a show of learning to basically. And you don't like it just when it's foreign. No, I, I don't like it when it's superfluous, when it's uh, unnecessary. It's kind of just like a gratuitous way to show like, I have read a lot of books and I know, uh, maybe I know a foreign language or I know some key phrases from it that I can sprinkle in to yeah. make myself seem sophisticated and metropolitan and elite. I prefer people who wear their learning lightly, shall we say. Interesting. You know, to, on this same topic, something that I, I do enjoy, although I do think people take mocking it to an extreme that where it becomes kind of petty and malicious, but I do enjoy all the different kind of bastardizations of common idiomatic phrases. For example, when instead of saying a dime a dozen, people say and write a diamond dozen oh yeah this is a huge thing and it completely destroys the original meaning of the phrase this is this is oh okay there's so many right they just flood into your mind this is you know this is like this is kind of like you don't read very much which is nothing wrong with that sure some people don't read very much that's how we got brexit they (laughs) (laughs) they only know words from hearing other yeah. people say it. And they might be hearing them say it in a strange accent or an accent from somewhere where, like a different town over or right. something. And so they don't actually know the phrase. This is a huge thing in fan fiction right. where people aren't huge readers necessarily, but they have... I'm obviously talking about Twilight fan fiction because I've never delved into any other Twilight um, fan fiction world. And this is like an example of people who maybe don't read that much. Yeah. But they read Twilight and they maybe read a few other things. And so they're just going off of what they have heard. Yeah. Shutter for shudder is one of them. Oh, okay. I shuttered. That always came up. Yeah. And um oh, there is loads. There is loads. Yeah. And like, I, I understand when you when there are two words that have different meanings, but they are perfect homophones. 
and you you know like for example take compliment and compliment one spout with an i and one spout with an e compliment is to give someone a appraising uh statement and compliment with an e just means that two things go together well yeah. When I see someone misuse that, it do, I don't even blink because I, I yeah. it's such an easy thing to do. But then when someone completely butchers a completely common yeah. phrase that everyone has heard a million times, and if you took a second to think about your weird, new, degraded version of it, you would realize that it no longer makes either grammatical sense or just has any kind of meaning attached to it anymore. I could care less is a huge one. Yeah. Because you're trying to say, I couldn't okay. care less, which means I couldn't care any less than I care now because I don't care at yeah. all. And you're saying the wrong thing. You you saying I could care less means you care. Yeah. And you could care. And it is the, it's the opposite. Yeah. We've it's talked the about this before. opposite of what you're trying to say. Because I remember we talked about literally and how it's yeah, yeah. famously used in its opposite sense. I, 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 that one doesn't bother me that so much. That one bugs me so much. Because I feel like me... it's vernacular. It, it's no. kind of taken on a new meaning. No, it's just people saying it wrong and no one ever correcting them. And it bugs me when it happens in shows or movies because the people writing this, yeah. they're writers. Yeah, that's they're, true. So they should know. They're getting so paid. are they making a choice of this particular person would say it wrong? Yeah because of who they are or have they just let the actor improvise a little bit and the actor has said it wrong and no one has corrected them like which which is it i want to know because i think about these things i get that but there is to be fair there is sloppiness always built into a certain like any dialect in any dialect of english you're going to find some weird things that don't make sense because it's evolved main, organically. The thing that does make sense is there. People just like have heard it. But wrong. some people. But if you're portraying someone who would use it wrong, yeah, that's what I mean. Is yeah. it that that choice, yeah. or is it the choice, or is it the writer themselves? They don't know. It's kind of unknowable from the viewer's perspective, yeah. unless they give you like signs. For you but I'm always pleased when they say it right. Make that judgment. I'm like, yeah, I I am a little bit. I think as writers we are more we are we find it easier to be sticklers about that type of thing yeah i try not to be you know over fastidious about it or preachy or kind of you know chide people about it because no yeah i wouldn't like in person i wouldn't be like that you know what i mean i try like i know i can be pedantic about some stuff sometimes but if i'm just talking to someone and they like say a phrase they say a word wrong or something. I'm not yeah. going to be... Unless, like, you really do have to point it out because it's, like, totally not the word that they're going for or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, like, if someone was writing something, like, a serious piece of writing, a book or an essay or whatever, and I read it and I knew them, I would tell them because I I yeah. would want to be told. But if someone just sent me a message, like a text message or an email... I feel like it would be a little bit dickish to go out of your way to... Yeah, no, you wouldn't do... But also, in a way, is it? Because they are, in some small, minute way, embarrassing themselves without realising it. It's like someone having food in their teeth. Is it rude to tell them that? These, These things are tricky because... What's the etiquette? If I had food in my teeth, like, so big that, like, whoa, that person's got, like... 
half a leaf in their teeth or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it's clear this is, like, a mistake of some kind. What kind of herbivores are you hanging around then with? Then I want you to... S- <laughs> <laughs> then I want... It's kind of like having lipstick on your teeth. Right. I want someone to say, you've got lipstick on your teeth. I don't want to continue on with my day with lipstick on my teeth. Right. I want you to tell me. That, as, like, someone who wears lipstick, and I know that it get- plagues others as well who wear lipstick, it's, like, a thing that you are worried about. When you're wearing lipstick. Sure, yeah, I get that. That it's going to be on your teeth, etc. And so I want you to tell me. But some people will always, no matter what, just take it as a criticism. Yeah. And they will be offended by it. So I don't know, like... I think it depends on how well you know the person and what your relation to them is. I have, like, seen the lipstick on the teeth thing. I have, like, seen that. Like, we'd be out somewhere... And the person next to us is just whatever. Yeah. And they've got lipstick on their teeth. And I want to tell them. Because I feel like they've not with anyone. And so the person can't tell them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's strange to walk up to someone and be like, you've got lipstick it's on straight, your teeth. Yeah. There, I sometimes think about that. Like, what type of things would make you go up to someone that you didn't know? If someone had a spider on their back, like just a, you know. Or not, a wasp or something. Yeah, some kind of insect that there's a very good chance they might they would feel very strongly about getting rid of and would not want to be a little stir away on the back of their jacket would you go up to someone yeah yeah i think i would also you know another one if like you're in like you in the toilet or whatever the public toilet and a woman has her skirt like tucked in her tights or something right i would tell her i'm not familiar with that quandary because that happens sometimes. Okay. <laughs> or like tissue has got, sometimes tissue gets like caught as you're pulling stuff up. Yeah. Tissue gets caught in your clothes and then it's just like hanging down. <laughs> That's like a, happened to me as like well. Like a little tail. So I would tell someone about that. These are the things yeah. that like. It's a judgment call yeah. I feel. If someone is with someone, I wouldn't say anything because I think it the onus is on them. Yeah. As a companion. It's harder to go up to a person when they're on their own, though. But it's more necessary. Yeah, and it's that's also true. more justified. Yeah. But we are also, I'm, I would say me more so than you, although you might, you might quibble with that. I am much more anxious and less able to interact with people when I'm, yeah. out, when I'm out in the world, the wide world. Because my social anxiety makes me just want to, I want to get to where I'm going. I don't want to have yeah. to... You know, ev- in a sense, every public interaction you have with a stranger is a minefield because you don't know what they're like. They could just chew you out for trying to talk to them. Yeah, it's weird. I have that anxiety too, but there's this other... Something we talked about before. There's this other thing I have that kicks in when right. I'm out where it's like... I am actually confident. Okay. And so... That wars with the anxiety. Sometimes the anxiety wins. Sometimes the confidence wins. So it's like I am able to go to... I'm. You're right. I am able to talk to people quite easily a lot of the time. Even if I'm like anxious or whatever. Yeah. If there's something to be said, like... It's almost... You know what? It's just more anxiety on top of the anxiety I already have. But a different kind of anxiety... If I don't say the thing I really want to say. Yeah. I'm someone who like, 
if I really feel like I need to say something, I'm going to say it. I can't keep it in. So there's like lots of shit going on. Sure. That was a good first question. Yeah. Can you think of any... I was trying to, I was trying to rack my brain for other um, idioms that people... Escape goat. Uh, <laughs> scapegoat's a weird word. Yeah. In that what's escape? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's... Yeah, I could... But also, a scapegoat definitely doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Although, I guess you could kind of, like, work backwards and say, well, the the escape goat quote-unquote allows you to escape responsibility because you pull it on someone else in fact now the more i think about it a scapegoat <laughs> makes more sense but it's not right so you get, know what an- get good scrubs <laughs> you know what another one is for all intensive that's the classic purposes and I, again no that one intense and purposes is a really really weird and clumsy way to say it um. but it's still is the only version that makes sense. Yes, that's what I mean. You can't say intensive. Yeah. Like, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Um, how do you say the chassis longer? Oh, my God. She's looking up. Can someone tell me? <laughs> you know you know what word I've always had a strange aversion to, and I don't know why? Love seat. Talking oh, about I furniture. I like love seat. Love, it, it's got a creepiness to it. I feel that <laughs> I can't quite shake. Why? I do think that people use it when it doesn't need to be used. Like in fiction, for instance, when um, the the character will be talking about something and they'll be like, and then me and my grandma sat on the love seat. I'm like, you don't need to call <laughs> it that if it's a family member. Jesus Christ. I feel like you only need to point out that it's a love seat if it's you and, and a lover. Yeah. Like, you could just say sofa or we sat down. I think it's weird to point out that it's a yeah. love seat. Do you know something that bothers me as well? What's that, Samantha? So many things. But in fiction, is that... People know what everything is. Okay. And what I mean by that is you've got Sally whatever in the in the story who's like and then she sat on the sofa that was made of like Egyptian cotton and then she touched the curtains and they were like a special kind of flubity flop curtain that come from wherever. And she's yeah. not like she's not in the tapestry business. She doesn't make furniture. She's a school teacher or something. Right. Or she's a baker. She wouldn't know these things. But yet because the writer has like researched every single facet of the story, they have the character knowing everything about everything yeah. when they wouldn't necessarily know everything about everything. And it just, it really takes me out. Yeah. That's also a pet peeve of mine when people waste too much time over describing every single object in a room, yeah. what the decor is, what color the walls are, what are the dimensions of yeah. the room, what's the shape of the room, what did it sound like in there, what was the room tone? I, I think you should. But I will say this: I oh. I feel like some. Are you talking about because it's kind of conventional for the narrator to be omniscient to know everything. But or are you talking about a specific character no, commenting about, on something? I'm talking about when it's in first person. Oh, I see. So I yeah. sat on the thing. Yeah. I know about these curtains. 
Judy wore a dress and it was like a tea dress from whatever. I feel like I read almost no first person. That's probably why you don't come across it. Nearly everything I read is first person. So First person is extremely difficult to do well, in my opinion. I sit over here crying while you say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because when I first started writing, I used to write in the third person. And it's strange that I eventually moved away from that. third person is easy mode because uh, i don't know that it is because i think when it's third person you do have to do describing and i'm not a fan i don't think you have to describe in really but, psychotically minute detail though well that's my problem with that style unless you are able to do third person well in a sense that because you've got to describe these people's feelings. And it's hard to do that in third person. So unless you can do that well, then you can get away with not describing the world so much. Yeah. Because you've got to do one or the other. You're not able to world build if you can't do either of those things. In first person, the knowing everything, like what's made of and where this comes from, that's a different thing to endless descriptions of stuff those two separate things are like huge pet peeves of mine also because i don't do it like i write in the first person and it's more about like i do describe some things obviously but maybe i'd describe a lot more if it was like fantasy fiction or something but i don't need to be describing the room she's walking into every single time (laughs) I don't need to be describing, like, how she wears her hair every single time. Like, I just don't think... That kind of repetitive nonsense is, like, filler. It takes you out of it. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to hear, again, how she made some toast. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Which is funny, because she does that a lot in A Discovery of Riches. However, I'm not shitting on that, because I like it. A woman after your own heart, some might love, say. I love tea and toast. Because you are what might be described as a fiend for toast. Exactly. I, that was just an example. Like, I don't need to know about, like, her picking out her outfit every single day. Mm. Like, I completely concur. I, for, I feel like I come at it from a certain disadvantage to begin with, because I'm not very... I feel like some people have a very natural ability to talk about the way things look. Yeah. And me, as someone who has a weird form of color blindness and who doesn't really think about things in terms of their colors or, or whatever, I just have a lot... There's a lot of things that make it more difficult for me to describe things, like, aesthetically. Mm. And so I, I try to... Stri- but this is also this would also be true in a sense if that wasn't the case. The writing I like to read gives you just enough detail for you to to have the foundation of what this world is like. Yeah. And then it trusts you to fill in the rest yourself because it's, in a sense, kind of meaningless, you know, secondary details. It doesn't matter what color the couch is. She's sitting on a couch. Because your brain automatically does that anyway. Even if they haven't said she's in a room and she's, touching this or whatever you can imagine that she is in a room sure. and that there are certain things around facilitating whatever it is that she's doing so i feel like you haven't got to necessarily and my desk looks like this and i have this on my desk yeah. and there's this unless it means something 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You're trying to say that she loves art, so you describe the art that she has. That's perfect. Right. But like, you know. Yeah. I'm never reading a section and thinking, but how is his hair combed? <laughs> what length is it? Does he have well, straggly eyebrows? Well, things like that matter when it's romance because... Oh, God. We want to know what the people look like I so that you, you can fall in love with them too. You want to know the millimeter <clears throat> length of his stubble so you can imagine it brushing yes. against your vulva. But you, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but leave, you... <laughs> I leave those delights and those delicacies to you and yours, I have to say. But you don't need to say it every time you see the character, yeah. I guess, is the point. Because by that, by chapter eight or whatever, you know what the person looks like. Yeah. You've already built the person in your head, despite what the description is. You know what's weird? Talking about Discovery of Witches, because, you know, there's always a reason to, <laughs> to bring it back up. Having watched the show first, and then you read about a character, and the, they, they look completely different. Yeah. In this case, there's a character called Marcus. In the show... He is has a, he's like English. He has an English accent, and he's got brown hair, and he's obviously from England. Okay. In the book, he's an American. He's really tall, and he's got like blonde hair, and so he has an American <laughs> accent. And right. they're talking about him with his American accent, and they talk about his American past. And I'm like, wait, these this, this is the same character, right? So at that point, you because I've already seen it in the show, and I loved the show. My brain had to override the description yeah. of the Marcus in the book I get that. because my brain was already doing the world building in my head based off of the show and the book, but mainly the show because I've seen the show first. So it's like at certain point you have to, yeah. It and I think the I think it's like for example in that case you just mentioned it's not integral to his character that he have these characteristics well it's weird because in terms of this character he is the, like a whole part of his backstory is like being in new orleans and like he was also in like one of the i'm not good with yeah. history and like wars and shit but he was in one of the wars in america was he in the spanish american war yeah and my, like, my, i wasn't talking about his nationality i was talking about his physical appearance uh, that's just kind of no. like it's not Unless he has some kind of disfiguring scar, which is completely, you know, formative for who he became as a person. That stuff... No. For example, we've been watching The Witcher. Oh, wait. On Netflix. Oh, before you say that, <laughs> I will say something about what you just asked me, though. I understand. Um, yeah, in this case, his looks didn't matter. But we, I'll tell you when looks really matter in terms of that type of fiction is when it's the main couple. So... For instance, a few people didn't necessarily like the guy that was cast because they constantly say how the main character, Matthew, is broad-shouldered. Right. And he's not. He's, okay. like, more slender. And so things like that matter, I feel, mostly when it's about the main couple. I don't like her because she hasn't got blonde hair. Yeah. All right. Well, it's just, you know. Couldn't they have given that guy shoulder prosthesis? <laughs> Some kind of scapula extension. I really like the guy who they cast. Oh, I bet you do. Matthew Good. Oh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that's someone's real name. He's very handsome. That's such like a gay porn a actor name. Matthew Good? Yeah, I mean, my it's God. It's good with an E as well. 
I bet it is. Anyway, so yeah, we've been watching The Witcher on Netflix. Where fuck me up, Geralt. <laughs> fuck me all the way up. I d- I'm not sure how to to grapple with that statement, so we'll just leave it <laughs> as it is. Why do you act like it's a problem? I, I feel like you act like it's a problem, but in real you life, you're saying it's in violent terms, though. <laughs> I just say this girl is sexy and she's and blah blah blah. But you always say, "Take my virginity, <laughs> throw me in a jacuzzi, and have your way with a me." Jacuzzi. I don't want to walk straight after you're finished with me. <laughs> you're saying such like I want to be devastated by this person. <laughs> I want the structural integrity of my body to be compromised. <laughs> I don't want to have bones that are straight <laughs> anymore. I want to be devastated. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think I'm going to steal that. No, that's a Ryan Finch original. No. I'm the only person who ever used that word in that way. <laughs> um, but anyway, so far, so good. I've actually, we've actually been pleasantly surprised by the yeah. show. We do think it's a. Li- we haven't finished the first season yet. We do think it's a little bit um, all over the place it's trying to do too much in season one that is only eight episodes yeah. it's trying to introduce too many aspects of this world i think it would have been much wiser to just follow Geralt mostly for the first season introduce him get the viewers to fall in love with him um maybe introduce yen like halfway through yeah. and have it be slow like but mostly have it be a linear story where you can fall in love with this world you can become enamored with its particulars and you can just get a sense for what this kind of universe is about and also Geralt at the end of the day Geralt has to be the lead because he has to be the kind of charismatic hero that drags you along narratively what was your point though you brought this yeah, up in I, terms I'm getting of there. Oh, okay. I, I am I fond really of patient. circumlocution as yeah, you know yeah. but I get there in the end you have to allow me to be prolix from time to time. My point is, um, well, let me just say this while I'm, I'm on this topic. Henry Cavill. Cavill. Oh, why do you I always, always do say this. it wrong? I don't know why. I don't, it just seems like it'd be pronounced that way. I was skeptical about him playing Geralt. Not because Geralt is such a difficult character to play. I mean, he's as one note as you can possibly get. I just, I wasn't sure, man. And some of the pre, the pre-release photos they yeah, put out of him, really like his wig looked weird. His costume looked a bit tacky and cheap. I will say this: I have been extremely impressed by how good his Geralt is. Yeah. I have to. Well, he's a fan of the books and the games. You can kind of tell. I yeah. have to tip my hat to him. He he has really committed to it, and it's pretty great, honestly. I am not necessarily a Henry Cavill fan, right? Like. I thought I think the character of Superman is dull and he fit that really well. Wow. <laughs> and I don't even really find him attractive. Shots fired. I don't really find him I feel bad for saying that now. Too that late. Was too harsh. It's on the record. <clears throat> I don't um I'm not really that attract look, I can see why people are attracted to him, but I myself am not into that. He's kind of just generic hunk. Yeah, kind of. Square jawed, yeah. all American, clean cut. He's English. Is he really? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Who's the other dude? Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Oh, yeah. Why do you get those two confused? Because they are incredibly similar. I you don't know, know what? It's funny, though. What do you think? I don't get them confused, but I always think it's Henry Cavill in that weird movie that we watched. 
When I think about oh, it, my mind one? goes to Henry Cavill, but it's not a Because they're Hammer. very similar. You know why is that? Because they're dressed the same. Like he was dressed exactly like that for like a different character with his I feel polar like I'm neck and his talking fucking... to someone from a different dimension. Do you, anyway, do you not accept that they physically look the same? No, one is like really tanned and blonde, and the other oh one is really pale. God. You always I mean, do this. I mean, just like in their general kind no, of. No, because Army Hammer's not as bulky. Oh He's just my tall. God. You just now you're just fighting me look, to fight me. Henry Cavill as Geralt is thick. As a fucking slick dick, wow. right? Like he is thick. <laughs> he is bulky and like gravelly and just oh, like yeah. fuck me up, you know? <laughs> like at, with the it's the eyes, I think the eyes yeah. and the like the way he speaks. He's like, Yen, <laughs> we have to go do this. Don't leave me, Yen. I'll, it's real. I'll always be there for you, Yen. Let's fuck. Let's get in the tub. Let's get in the bath. His voice is pretty fuck. great. He's really committed to it, and I, I admire that. Mm. You know, I was just thinking, do you remember who kind of completes the, although he has now fallen out of favor? And you complete me. That's kind of you to say, but don't interrupt me again. <laughs> do you remember Brandon Ruff? No. I mean, I know who it is. Was He was the other he, Superman, he, right? That, that completes the kind of like... The triad, the triptych no. of of generic, like hunks of a certain type. You know what though? I like Army Hammer in a way. Like I liked him in Social Network, and I like him in Call Me by Your Name. Very different characters. Can't think of any other movies, <laughs> but I have seen. Someone what's is happening. Honking outside. Um, they must have seen my the the giant like twenty four foot poster i have outside the window that says honk if you're horny <laughs> so far what? no takers weirdly enough henry Cavill was good in mission impossible he was you fine you know what he's good because he does his own shit you can see him fighting right. and like that scene with tom cruise when they're fighting in the bathroom yeah, yeah that was some good shit that was some john wick shit i don't know if i'd go that far but it was all right i will i think army hammer is more charismatic like he has yeah, he, he has multiple sides like yeah. he seems funny he seems kind Charming. of like down to earth henry cavill is a bit stiff he's kind of coasting on the way he looks which is perfect bit. for Geralt because Geralt really is just like the most kind of stereotypical no well i mean he as a mutant he's supposed to have no emotion he clearly does have emotions yeah well though. that's like you know central theme but of the game works, my dear he's actually not coming across as stiff it's coming across, across as brooding he's like reserved yeah he's like he's stoic keeping it all in and like yeah you know anyway we've taken a long path to get to my point my point is um oh also Yennefer's great yeah uh, sugar it took me because i didn't know that this was her origin story because you don't see that in the games um i wasn't sure i wasn't sure about it but it, it, it got me eventually and i think she does do a really good Yennefer. But, for example, I was going to say about Triss, who so well, far... We've barely seen we her. We haven't seen much about her. She might be in the next episodes, though. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and I was telling you that she needs to be in it because there needs to be kind of like a love triangle. Yeah, I did, had no element. idea. I feel like they should have... I'm guessing if he gets with her at some point, Let's not it's going to be a type anything. of different love. It's not going to be the same as right. him and Yen. But I feel like they should have maybe planted a seed when we first met her. Yeah. But there wasn't even like any kind of flirting, any tension. They didn't say anything to each other that might have like... 
Like you said, that might happen in the, yeah. the last few episodes. Yeah, because we only watched like six. But yeah, episodes. that's a through line. I know this the, this show is based on the the books and not the game. I mean, nominally it's both. I think because you can see the influence of the game in like mm. so many different ways, even musically. Like you can just so many little details. That's a coin to your witcher. A valley of plenty. Um, what was I saying? That was so cute. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. If you send money to our Patreon, you'll get the whole song. You'll get the full. And a video. Produced in a, in a record studio. I'm just kidding. We don't have a Patreon. With backing singers. Sexy elves, if you will. They've. Where are you going They're rare, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. My point is. <laughs> in. In. Yeah, well, well, I was going to say first to what you were saying. They definitely need to play up the the kind of like the love triangle aspect because that is kind of a central through line of the games, I think. And Yennefer and Triss are kind of yin and yang. They're, they're very opposite and they play to different... They appeal to different sides of uh, Geralt's personality. So they're definitely... In season two, which I've I've read that they've already greenlit, yeah. they, they re- said that the it's going to be more structured. They really need to was... focus on that more. But my point, what I've been trying to get to for what feels like four and a half hours now, is that Triss in the games and presumably in the books, because Eastern European fantasy is usually almost exclusively white. She is white. She's a white woman, and in the TV show, she has been recast as not a white woman. And I guess there's been slight controversy over that because there's always pushback when you cast someone who doesn't look like what the fans think of as, as the character. But for me, I, that type of thing is completely meaningless. It's not in t- an integral aspect of her character that she's a white woman with red hair. The type of person she is is what's important to the character. So that type of, in a sense, recasting means nothing i have i have no problem with it whatsoever but it's when there's something about a character you know for example if they'd given if they'd made Geralt bold or they had given him you know they'd made him like five foot one jolly yeah like if they had those are characteristics that are completely essential to what makes him him but just those kind of minor tertiary things I think you can play around with in an adaptation. Um, you don't have to be 100% slavishly um, faithful to how it is done in a different medium. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. I agree. And we had to get there. <laughs> it was a real... What's the word? You did it to yourself, honestly. I guess, did I? Yeah, you did. Should we ask some more questions? Do you want to talk about the election that just passed? Oh, yeah. Not really, except to say I went to vote in the rain. It was raining cats and dogs that day. It was really pouring down. I like that kind of rain. But straight away I was like, some people aren't going to vote today because they don't want to go out in the rain. That decreases voter turnout usually. And I just don't understand that kind of thing. It was really cold that day as well. It was just miserable outside. Yeah, Yeah, but... I know we like the rain, but for most people... I know, but it's just rain. Yeah, well... To stop you from going out to, like, 
Gosh, come on. Yeah, well, we only had to walk around the corner to get to our polling booth. Most people do. That's the idea. The polling booth is near your house. Yeah, but if you're in a rural area, you might have to go, you know, a mile or two. Well, look, so straight away, I was already like, you know, worried (laughs) that this meant, you know. And when I got there, there was only one other woman there. I always hear, I think it's because America, you always hear the lions are like around the block. And I'm sure they are very busy at certain times of day or busy, like London ones are probably always really busy. But even when I voted in the referendum, there was like one other person there. Mm. So it's always kind of surprising when I get there and there's like no one there. It's a, it's such a like, um, what's the word? Everything is so basic and simple still. You go and you use a little pencil or whatever and you stand behind this like makeshift (laughs) like stand. Like a privacy divider. And then you really do just put it in a box that anyone can look in. There's not a lock on the box. It's not like some special machine. It's just a little plastic box you get from Ikea. Do you want an armed guard? I don't know what I want, but it just seems strange to me. Sure. Also... I don't think that you should. Won't get into this too much. But, but if you open this Pandora's box, then we're going to have to discuss it. I don't think you should have to use ID to vote because it obviously, unless okay, this is the thing. Unless you're going to give out free IDs, yeah, then you sh- then you shouldn't have to have ID. But at the same time, when you get there and all you have to do is give your name, it's a little bit scary in that it's sketchy anyone can give your name yeah you also have to give your address they do ask your address yeah. but yeah but you can access that information very easily yeah but i also think to be honest i mean i really don't think that like the i was saying this to you here i don't think the type of people that would do that are gonna do that That's, that makes sense no no i mean it it's maybe an, i mean naive. it's maybe enough to deter opportunists who are just who would do it if they had an opportunity because you have to actually go online and find first of all you have to find someone's name and corresponding address and then you have to know that they're not going to go and vote even though they're registered so it is a bit it's enough effort to deter you know just some random person who might give it a go if they see the opportunity presented to themselves but as we have talked about i think it is completely absurd that you can go to a polling booth just say your name and address and cast a vote in a national election. I think that's completely mm. comical and just bizarre and surreal. And it's it's kind of like something you'd expect to have, to read about happened in the 20s. Yeah. I know that there are the obvious things like hacking and stuff. But I really do think it should be all. It should be computerized. Right. Like you should be able to do it from your phone. Yeah. Because then you might you'd get like so many more people voting, and things like the rain wouldn't deter people. Sure. And we've we've talked about this before. I I definitely feel like there should be an online way to vote. Uh, that's just a no brainer. Yeah. There should be. Yeah, it should, you should be removing as many obstacles yeah like uh, having to travel somewhere is an obstacle that doesn't need to exist in my opinion having to show id is an obstacle that should exist i totally um uh i'm in alignment with you that i think 
I think all the arguments about how it would be, it would target certain communities who don't have as easy access to ID or just don't have um, IDs not as prevalent for whatever reason. I think those are totally valid and persuasive. Because it is different here as well in that, like, you don't just automatically, like, get ID or whatever. Mm. You don't, you wouldn't know. Like, here, <clears throat> you have photo ID if you have a passport or and or if you have a driving license or a provisional driving license. Mm. And those things you have to pay for. And presumably you're only going to get your driving license if you're going to learn to drive. So you have to be in a particular position. Um, and again, a passport. Not everyone will be able to get a passport because it's not only money, but you have to have people like co-sign yeah, it. It's, and... It is expensive to get a passport as well. So I think they should. I think they do have ID now for like 16 to 18 year olds that you right. could, that kids can apply for. But well, you can't vote until you're you can't 18. vote until you're 18 anyway. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you in that they, if they are going to introduce voter ID laws, they have to. I mean, you there's, you can't have one without the other. You have to introduce a way for people to easily, quickly, and freely get a photo ID yeah. to their name. You upload your photo to a website that you can access from your phone, because that's what most people yeah. have, and then they mail it to your house You prove for your identity like, somehow. It. yeah. Like that, you have to. Ha yeah, I, I think you sh you definitely need to tighten up. I mean, this is it's a weird thing in that people always say, "Well, there's not that much evidence of voter fraud," and that is true to a certain extent. But you also have to remember that voter fraud is one of those weird things that a lot of times it's not going to be detected because it it is successful. Yeah. So you the you're never going to have perfect statistics for it. But even even if you did. I don't think voter fraud is a very um, serious, widespread problem at all. That's definitely true. But I think just the principle, elections are so important in democratic countries that it should be a point of pride that people know that, no, there's no way anyone voted fraudulently yeah. in this election because we have these minimum safeguards and we do have this oversight and we have a system in place to stop opportunists from taking advantage of of holes in the system and loopholes and yeah i think they def they definitely should be voter id laws with that proviso that i just mentioned yeah <clears throat> you were uh, we were joking after you came back from from voting that that you always see in america they get the little i voted stickers yeah. and we don't we don't seem to have that here. i don't mean to be a petty little bitch but <laughs> i want a sticker like it's like when you go to the dentist and they give you a lollipop or whatever which seems stupid but i want the thing right i want the gold star because it's cute it's a cute thing and you don't get any of that i mean maybe you do in places like london because they're always giving out free shit but sure <laughs> There was nothing here, nothing. There yeah. was just an old lady behind a desk <laughs> who took my name. There was nothing of the sort. There was there. a cute little Mabel, yeah. if you will. Little Mabel. You and want her uh, to like press a little stick onto your forehead? Yeah, I do, pretty much. <laughs> and there wasn't anything like I that. I think it also, you could also argue it has a, con a kind of pragmatic dimension in that, it, in a sense, it kind of encourages people to vote in that if you see someone on instagram has posted yes. their little a picture of their sticker on their lapel it might encourage you to That's go and do the it thing I so think you can of. post the corresponding photo 
That's the thing I think of. And there was a thing this time around where if you used one of the stickers on Instagram stories, your story got added to the vote stories so other people could see your story, not just people you were following. And I feel like, I don't know, like I couldn't, I didn't want to upload a picture of just me saying I voted (laughs) because I felt like anyone could do that. Like I wanted the thing. So I saw some people posting videos of them ticking off but i think that's illegal illegal. i think it's illegal Um, i don't think they're going to enforce that law no but but still i know it sounds silly and it's not like something i need but i think it'd be cute to be honest who doesn't like a free sticker you know that's true it's funny to think about because i have i have never voted in an election one time (laughs) (laughs) one time i spoiled a, a ballot and I was talking to Matthew the other day. Um, or actually, it was a little while back, this conversation. And we were talking about that and how he t- was telling me all about it. I didn't know. But the way it works here, at least, is when they count all the, the, the paper ballots, all the ones that are spoiled or it's not clear who someone voted for, they have to present to the candidates running for you know that local election that, for, to become an MP or whatever. And they have to both agree that it's a spoiled, meaningless ballot before it can be discarded as such. And also in cases, he was telling me, and this is funny, in ca- there are cases where they have counted it as a vote for someone when it has clearly been a spoiled ballot. Like, for example, if you just, like, you know, scribble on a ballot, um, in in your mind, you're casting a protest vote. You're throwing away that vote. But if you happen to scribble in or near the box, people have this idea that you have to put a specific, you know, like an X or a check mark in a box. But Matthew was telling me that you really just have to make an indication that that's the box you want to pick. Wow. So if you scribble in or near that particular box, when they then come to adjudicate on it, they might determine that you voted for that person. And he was even telling me about a specific anecdote where someone had written in all the boxes, this person's a dick. And then in one of the boxes, this person is not a dick. And they counted that as a vote for that person. I could see how they would come to that conclusion. (laughs) Which is just hilarious. Can you imagine these kind of, you know, solemn-faced election adjudicators staring at this trying to puzzling over it like it's some piece of you know biblical exegesis just trying to determine the hidden meaning in it yeah it's pretty wild we should so we should talk about how this was a traumatic election that's what i wanted to get both nationally and also personally for samantha jones esquire yeah yeah I know that like reading reading up about it and following along, it it something crazy had to happen for it to go my way. Go go my way. Um I voted Labour, obvs, obvs. Um The young usually do. Yeah, and I just oh, you said it was young. <laughs> That's <laughs> your takeaway from that? Hey. I just as a quick aside, I, this is very quick, I promise. I do. I saw a a um like a a graph, a bar graph on Twitter of of polling. Uh, this is like after polling of the different age groups and how they vote. 
And that kind of classic idea that the older you get, the Torier you get, was so perfectly demonstrated by this. Uh, in each subsequent age group, there was like a pre precipitous increase in the amount of people that voted for the Conservatives. And it was like this straight line just going up, like to the as soon as you get like over 30 you start people start voting for the conservatives more and more and it the fact that it, it was just such a comically clear uh, trend it, it was just so funny how obvious it was but anyway go on so i was feeling not optimistic really but <laughs> there was that weird kind of but something is happening and maybe it can happen. Right. So I guess you would say I was hopeful, even though I shouldn't have been. And then, so I voted. And then come, basically come, as soon as they start to say the results, you know the results. Yeah. You don't have to wait till the morning. So at like 11, I just saw the results and it just like hit me, man. <laughs> like I just felt, I'm feeling more quiet right now. It, it just felt so upsetting. I get that. Not only was it upsetting because of the obvious reasons, like Boris Johnson, Conservatives, five more years. Brexit. Brexit, blah, blah, blah. But where we live, we lost our seat. Yeah. So... You're just giving people a clue, by the way. I don't care. You, <laughs> where we live, we went from being Labour to Conservative. Yeah. And Which was it, unexpected. Yeah, it just, like, really devastated me. It just made me see the world strangely. Like, I don't want to live among people who would vote conservative. Sure. I don't want to leave my house walking down the street with people who have voted conservative. I know that, that I can say that from like a really privileged place because I know when I walk down the street, I don't have the worries that a lot of people have. I don't necessarily mean it like that. What I mean is, like, I just felt this really real sense of the people around us don't think like us, and it's scary. Yeah. And then that just made me sad for, like, all the other people that are scared. And I just fucking lost it. I just couldn't stop crying. It was horrible. I hate it. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, want it's to not go. just that they voted for a different party than you. The Tories are, to put it plainly, a, a distinctly and deeply odious party. They are unpleasant in a very, in a fundamental way. <clears throat> They're, yeah, I can I can understand why it affected you so much. <clears throat> One of the some of the biggest things being talked about is Brexit, immigration, the NHS. And it really felt like people, in a really kind of like simple way, people would rather lose the NHS than allow immigrants to live here. <laughs> and, I just, yeah. and I just looked at that and thought, why are you all the way that you are? What has... Look... 
I don't understand why you of could be for any of the things that the Conservatives are for, and why you wouldn't want it. Because I guess because I don't think like a fucking hateful, selfish motherfucker. But it's just I couldn't. Yeah, it was confusing and shocking. Even though I I wasn't surprised in the sense that I do know people are like that. It was still shocking. It was still like. I can't believe people didn't see. Mm. The last minute, why didn't they see? What has gone wrong? People dislike, they don't like Boris Johnson, but they dislike Jeremy Corbyn even more. And I'm like, why? It <laughs> yeah. makes no actual sense. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny. People talk about presidents as having been, quote, unquote, Teflon. Like, for example, Ronald Reagan is always brought up as this guy who... No matter what scandals swirled around him and no matter what his misdeeds, he somehow managed to not be scathed uh, because of it. He somehow not managed he somehow managed to not suffer greatly in opinion polls. He just had this kind of Teflon quality where nothing would stick to him. And Boris Johnson seems to somehow have that. Um It's the Trump effect in that they think he's just this like fool who like can't do much harm. Yeah. But, and will carry out their will. But he's not. He he is a fool, but he's also like a monster. Yeah. And well, he's he has said horrible things, not only about people of colour, but women. Yeah. And single parents and people who live on like estates and stuff. It's like he he is an ignorant, like rich monster who <laughs> only wants to help himself and his rich friends okay i don't know if i'd go so far as to say monster but i do generally agree with you the... don't like to say people are monsters well because why. i try to i try not to trump's a monster lapse into hyperbole i do think trump is a monster yeah um but i'll say this when it came out as it did i don't think what i said was not hyperbole okay so that's fine what i say is hyperbole i'm just saying that that's where we would yeah. we would perhaps disagree in our assessments um not that you like him no i have a, a deep loathing for boris johnson and what he represents you're just not quick to yeah i wouldn't go, go, go that extreme, far I, I i completely abhor and repudiate that etonian uh the the tories who feel like they are they are in some sense born to rule david cameron was very much like that they have this sense that it doesn't they're almost in a way non ideological i don't think boris really cares that much about brexit he is so he is like trump he is cynical he is trying to to uh mine from the public what are the positions he can kind of demagogue on and and ride to power because he wants to be prime minister yeah his his goal is to become prime minister is to to establish a a legacy for him to have a sense of self-importance and power Anyway, my point is, when it came out during the election, as it did, that the trade, the prospective trade deal with the U.S., which would uh, they would have to make a, a new one, um, when it came out that that was potentially going to involve the 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 selling off, the privatization of the the NHS, which and of course, whenever you talk about selling the NHS, that is the third rail of British politics. That is something that you. You know, you'd rather be found with a hooker doing blow in a cheap motel in Paraguay than 
to have any kind of remark of yours talking about the the privatization of the NHS. That was very specific. League. I was just thinking, you know, you know, you know what I mean. You'd rather be found down on your knees with a rent boy than talk about selling off parts of the NHS. Not that there's anything wrong with any of the things that you have said. No, but for the Tories, that you know, yeah. that's a that's a kiss of death, if you will. That's a fellatio of death. But when it came out that the Tories were thinking about that, and they somehow did not seem to take that much of a hit, where they were base, where yeah. it was, they were clearly negotiating from a or willing to negotiate from a position of this thing that has been held sacrosanct and completely untouchable up till now maybe we need to reconsider that and maybe we need to let the the americans buy parts of this you know this thing that is that is glorified in british culture as this public utility you know when i saw that that didn't seem to have any kind of severe consequences for him that's when i felt like i knew and the fact that he managed to skate past that whole domestic argument or abuse or whatever it really was when he had that knockdown uh, argument with his with his partner and it didn't it managed to just blow over in a week when i saw that nothing was sticking to him and he had that kind of mystical teflon quality to him and uh, you know oppositely jeremy Corbyn is hated by everyone it seems like when For I saw doing nothing yeah when I saw that I just knew that the Tories were going to win by a landslide which not, was which was polled anyway but that just confirmed it for me yeah, not nothing but you know what I mean I I know that like the NHS the privatization it might not, it doesn't necessarily equal now we're gonna to have to pay for everything but obviously like in your head that's where you think it's heading and eventually, even if it takes like 20 years or whatever, that's where it will be. Yeah. And I feel like people, the types of people voting for silly reasons or not voting for silly reasons, they're not thinking about what that will mean. Imagine having to pay to call an ambulance. Imagine, I feel like we are complainers by nature, <laughs> British people. Okay. I feel like we go to the doctors for bullshit reasons. Right. The amount of people that go to the doctors for like head lice or like a cold, you will have to pay for that. That's the apocalyptic end point. Yes, let's I say. Know. That's not what privatization means. No, I know it's not, but that's where it will be headed. Yeah. Privatization me will mean that you are most likely going to get a worse quality of care. Yeah. You're going to get shoddier services rendered to you because it's being handled by a private company that has a profit incentive yeah. and a motive. But also it's harder to understand the way something, like if it's private, they haven't got to adhere to yeah. like certain rules or whatever. If it's the way it is now, there's like a standard yeah. and people check on that standard and we know who's responsible. But if such and such company owns it in America or wherever, it's it's just going to feel horrible and impossible. As soon as you insert profiteering into the system, you get sloppiness and you get corners being cut mm. and stuff like that. And for for the Tories to even be willing to consider taking the first step towards undoing what is a a really just stupendous social democratic achievement, which is you know free healthcare yeah. universalized. I think the fa the fact that that didn't really like 
shake people to their core and and really make them question what this party is about like fundamentally in its mm. heart of hearts the fact that brexit was willing was able to kind of overmaster that that consideration i think tells you a lot about yeah. where we are in our in terms of our national psyche i agree Okay, let's move on. Okay, I hate to say this because I I grandstanded so much about about this earlier, but I have mm, to pee. You fucking lightweight. I guess you couldn't hold it. I need to pee again too. What's happening? I haven't even been drinking that. You much. know, I heard this on a podcast. There's there there's a thing in America where maybe elsewhere where in in bars there's a there's kind of like a a gimmick where every you get everyone gets into the bar um you pay your cover or whatever and then it's you know some absurdly cheap price for drinks you know 50 cent drinks as many as you can take and the first person to use the restroom to pee then breaks that spell and the prices go up to their regular price <gasps> no this is a real thing <laughs> yeah i heard this i heard this on a um i'll name drop him because i'm a big fan of of him on a john gabrus podcast is one of his comedy podcasts he was talking about they're called like bladder buster nights what and he was saying how it would not last the, like if a guy did it he would get you know he would pay a price for it because it was kind of that broy culture yeah. but a woman could get away with it because no of one's course. gonna you know make fun of a woman for it but he was saying how guys would just piss on the bar which is <laughs> this is so beyond like disgusting. surreptitiously urinate right like as they're ordering drinks so that it doesn't raise the price and they're not caught Piece in the cup and then just get like, what is wrong cup? with you i don't know it's gross this is gross <laughs> okay let's get like, a pee break but yeah we should have a we should have a version of that on the podcast the first person who pees what's the thing the has, price can't go up no what, what, has from, to pay it has to has to wrap Come up with a rap on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about that because I'm the one who always has yeah. to pee. We'll implement this next time. We'll forget about it. No, so. we won't. <laughs> Let's go pee. Samantha is carving it into her arm. I am. Hey. <laughs> She's giving herself a stick and poke tattoo. How dare you? Can you imagine? You're very pretty. Thank you. We're back. Yeah. Or are we? I don't know. What if these are imposters? This is pre-recorded, like, <laughs> just crap. We're Westworld Filler. Android versions of ourselves. We're holograms. This is too elaborate. No, it's not, not, not no elaborate budget. enough. We have no budget. That's true. The, the budget for this podcast <clears throat> is approximately zero dollars. Yeah. What does that translate to in pounds, though? Minus zero. What? Negative. Oh, I guess, yeah. Wow, I like how you fall outside the box there. You really stumped me. Thanks, don't patronise me. I might. Pat you <laughs> on your pretty little head. I'll kick you in your fucking knee. In my nads? No, that's grotesque. <laughs> it's grotty, is I think what you meant to say. Yeah. Okay. okay, so. I don't know why you've got your phone out like you're going to ask a question. Because you asked the last question. You are question. really <laughs> You just want just to fight. Mezzine. You just have defiance embedded in your soul. You love that about me. That's that is true. As recently proved. Mm. You want to talk about that? No. And make a little comment about that? No. Mm. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Okay, so this episode 
we did questions last ep- last episode because easy and we're lazy. And we had some questions left over. So, like how when you have some turkey and some stuffing left over at stuffing Christmas, and then a few days later you microwave it for an easy meal, put it in a sandwich, have a little Xmas sandwich, if you will. A little, a little um, what does she call it? Moist maker? Yeah, gravy soaked yeah. bread in between. I hard to know what to say about well, that kind of lingus you just gave to a ghost. I think you'll find it was Tucker's Lingus. Wow. You love to see it. I do love in to the, see in it. In the wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who doesn't we... like to see some spectral analingus? <laughs> Don't call it analingus. I might. Tucker's Lingus is a way funner word. I guess. Fun is not a word to begin with. It, it's a word if I say it's a word. You're guilty of the sin that you... I like to make earlier... words up abominated no i don't like to fuck with words that are already there i like to make words up which is would you say the same but you have a respect for language yes would you say you have a reverence for language you're giving me a lot you're shaking your head you're nodding your head well, your eyes just crossed i like steam's to coming follow out of your the ears rules, but to also mess around hmm. that's what i like you like to walk the path but also blaze new paths yeah that's deep yeah anyway so we're going to be doing questions again this time i don't know what to tell you listeners we do what we gotta do can Um, i just say and i'm calling you out on the podcast i don't i don't respect this and i don't appreciate it i really hate it when you say listeners and kitty you have addressed this many times in the past well stop doing it no does is it to your chagrin (laughs) Uh, I've also why I order. I've poked the bear with that yeah. before. I am this, a bear. Po- <gasps> I'm a love a lot bear. That's true. This man has a cute little care bear case. For and we fair. looked up the name of the particular bear on it and what is it called? It's the rose coloured bear. It's called Love a Lot Bear. Which is you. It's a care bear. Adorable. That me, that me that is. Okay. <clears throat> so we're gonna do questions. Questions, questions. Just give me a question. Everywhere. Stop stalling. Questions, questions in your house. Are all the questions about vaginas? Just in general. Yeah. Like as an abstract platonic concept. Yeah. Vagina with a capital V. No. What? Anyway, first question. Fifty years from now, what will kids be asking their grandparents to tell them about the old days? Would you like me to go first to give you some time to brainstorm? The obvious one is, what was it like before the internet? I feel like that will seem inconceivable to kids in the future. I don't think that will be 50 years from now. That's already happening. It's got to be something... Because that's already happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's already people who were alive after the internet. Because like we talked about before... My generation was around before the internet. I understand And after this. the internet. So I feel like that's already going to have hap- asked, been asked. You, you that's not a huge thing, I don't think. You're what being was it pe- like? pedantic, I feel. Mm, I just don't think it's a very good You're answer. You're taking issue with the timeline in a way that's not productive to this question and answer. It's not productive. Answer. What the fuck are you Format talking about? You're not my podcast. teacher. <laughs> I am your master, though. Well. Kiss the ring. No. It's a toe ring. You fucking kiss my ring, bitch. I give you the power to be my master. Is it a clit ring? Yeah. 
Is there anything worse than genital piercings? I don't. I'm not a fan. I really don't understand how people can... I mean, I can in an abstract sense that people fetishize things that I don't. But just when I think about it, that you could have a bar through your genitals mm. and that's hot to someone. Uh, it, I understand it. I just don't. It's not for me. I'm not trying to yuck your yum. But I just you really, are a bit. I, no, I'm not. I'm not even trying to denigrate it. I just really, it's one of those things I just truly cannot understand. Okay. So I, what do I think? <laughs> You just shut me down. What's the question? What are kids going to ask their grandparents in 50 yeah. years? I, I refuse to let you steamroll past the internet answer. Because, I just don't think it's a good answer. Okay. Do better. No, I refuse. <laughs> I will I will revel in mediocrity. I will. All I right. will luxuriate well, in, in my own minor piss? adequate... What? The piece from the place, the buster, you're the better buster. You're not right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not right. <laughs> the the floor of the bar is just three inches uh, of urine. You have to slosh through it. That's horrid. You have to you have to doggy paddle to the bar. That's truly grotesque. Anyway, you don't speak for a little bit now. You let me give my answer. You don't tell me not to speak. I speak when I want to. <laughs> I am woman. Sex in the City 2 was a mistake. <laughs> As I take my pussy hat off. Um, um, okay. Yeah, okay. Give a better answer. No, stop. I, that is my answer. Can you please just let me expand upon it? Expound even? Fine. I guess both work. I really do feel... 50 years from now, when everything in your house is connected to the quote-unquote internet of things, where your mirror has a screen built in, and your cupboards open on voice command, and your dishwasher, you know, plays... That already happens, though. Is this not speaking? <laughs> I I don't think it is. Sorry. And no, I won't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the patriarchy functions. <laughs> yeah, when your dishwasher is playing, you Spotify. Get there faster, get there faster. I... He's going to press I'm going to have to put a butt plug in your mouth. Uh, that's A clean small. one. Too small. Straight from the dishwasher, which I'm trying to say something about. <laughs> when your dishwasher is playing you Spotify. When your dishwasher is playing you Spotify? Yeah. When it's connected to the internet uh, and you okay. can, you know. I really feel like kids who grow up with that as the norm are going to be fascinated, very understandably so. By what it was like when everything was "quote unquote" dumb, when it, when an object was just an object and it wasn't part of this, it didn't have a microchip in it, and it wasn't, you know, you couldn't connect it to everything else. It's kind of like when we watch Game of Thrones and we're watching like the oldie times and they don't have sinks and shit, but they're gonna watch like Friends and be like, "Why does no one have a cell phone? Why is why and is there a notepad be... next to the phone? Yeah. I don't understand." Why is there even a... What's that phone? Why don't they just use yeah. the fucking... I just feel like they will... The, I, You know what I think? I think they will ask about it incessantly and they will be very profoundly interested to know. I think that they will struggle to understand and believe that things weren't... On a, on a day-to-day practical, pragmatic level, they weren't that much fundamentally... Uh, essentially different pre-internet to post-internet. I mean, it's different in that 
I guess it depends. It's different of convenience and and quickness, if you will. If you wanted to communicate to someone before you sent them a letter, and now you send them an email or or a text message, or you send them an IM. That is essentially the same thing that has just been made better. There's not. There are things that the internet has provided us with that are completely unlike, that that have no equivalent to what it was like before. But in most cases, it is just a greatly improved version. Like going on Netflix is like going to Blockbuster. It just removes all the inconvenience. And the price of, you know, filling your, your car with petrol. Um, it just makes everything immediate. But it's ultimately taking things that were there beforehand and just, you know, strapping a rocket engine to it. Because now we have shorter attention spans and we demand things quicker. So I think what what will potentially be interesting will be to try to stress to the kids of that future generation that, Ultimately, the core rhythms of life are going to remain pretty much unchanged no matter what the technology is because there are just aspects of, of human nature and the way that society is organized that are essentially immutable. They're just products of how we are as beings. And technology can alter that and it can kind of uh, invigorate that in certain ways and it can add new uh branching pathways out from those core tenets of of how we function as as animals together but it's not you can't rely on technology to fundamentally remake us and fundamentally change the way that we um that we are i was gonna say it was different but i think i was being too literal in my thinking. Because you're right in that, like, essentially it will be the same and that people still have to do the same type of things or they have to do the same type of jobs even though it's, like, more streamlined now. But I don't know. I think eventually, I think you can even see it now in the way that some people are. In that everything is right here in front of your face sure you know even your friendships maybe because they're always like conducted on your phone or whatever or on your computer and i do feel like there will it will be very i just think kids at a certain point will just be like um but what's the point in that for a lot of things because they won't see the advantage of doing it another way it will yeah. always be like this computerized, streamlined, press a button type situation. Uh, it makes me think of like, um, I was seeing, you know, this whole OK Boomer thing. Yeah, sure. I, I was seeing people saying things like, <clears throat> let's get some 70 year olds and like make them apply for jobs the way they always tell us to apply for jobs. Like, take your CV to like, all the places in town <laughs> and see if you can get a job. Like, call them, right. keep calling them until they don't, you know, that type of thing. But yeah, it just made me think of that. How, okay. how different, even for us, 
how different some things are. But you're right in that, like, what did you say about the core rhythms? I like how you said that. It was like those things would be the same. Yeah. I think most activities are always going to be the same. They're just going to have new faces and are going to... They're going to be made more convenient by technology, but they're it's the same the same core thing that you're doing. It's the same basic activity or interaction between yeah. people. What was the question? Yeah. 50 years. 50 years from now, what will kids ask their grandparents? I've, just as a, as a slight, um, as a adjoinder to that point that we were just talking about, I do think it's interesting to see how successful the older generations, which is, I guess, us now, will be on try because I feel like older generations always try and impress upon the new newest generation the value of these kind of uh, outdated, obsolete kind of uh, archaic practices. I mean, you know how right now you might talk to your grandparents and they will try and tell you how important it is to write letters to people. Yeah, or but, to go outside. Yeah, the lost art of. <laughs> I like how I said a really specific thing and you just said leave your house. <laughs> yeah because i feel like for a lot of people it's like oh, you've got to be in the nature you've got to see like the daylight or whatever and that's true to a certain extent but i also feel a bit like some people aren't built that way anymore right do you know what i mean we are i think what's going to change more than the technology is that people will be built differently already people are doing things later or not at all yeah People are wanting to be different things rather than the traditional things. People aren't settling as much. People are perfectly happy and content with, like, everything being right here in front of them. Not everyone wants to go out and be in the world because it's, like, scary or maybe they don't have a lot of friends or whatever the reason is. Um so I think we will just be built differently. That okay. that will be the, I think that's my answer. It would be like, what were people? It would be more like, instead of what was this function like, it will be, what were people like? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, you do think, sometimes think like, people back in the, the, the 18th and 19th century how it's impossible to know because you'll never be able to actually sit down and talk to them but how different were they if you take away all the superficial things of the way they dressed and their you know the little quirks of their outmoded ways of speaking but if you try if you could somehow eradicate those distances between you and just try to interface person to person would would you still like how different are they really my yeah. my suspicion and my instinct is not that different and that's what i'm trying to say i think technology just it complicates things but it's just building layers of complexity on certain things that are ultimately never going to change um and i think the internet in a way has changed everything but it's that it's that expression of the more things change the more they stay the same and that that's what i that's yeah that's how i think about it you're so lost in <laughs> your thoughts then sure and then i kind of just watched you as you came out of it 
as I emerged yeah. from the swimming pool of cognition. Yeah. All dripping wet and sexy. Ooh. With those little, like, speedo trunks on. No, you're just naked. What? Your dick is, like, semi-hard. From from what? I don't know. From thinking? Thoughts. Just the th- your own brain just, like, <laughs> turned you on. <laughs> I fought myself into an erection. That's possible. I oh for sure. It's like thinking yourself into an orgasm. That's I think less so possible. That's how wet dreams for women happen because you're dreaming and yeah, that's but what's still making a... you. There's no friction. A man is having a dream, but his body in the night is pushing against his underwear or whatever, or against the bed. That's essentially what makes you come. But for a woman, there's nothing to push against. Well, you're. I mean, I get, but you're squ- you might be squirming, so there's kind of yeah. But I'm talking about a vaginal orgasm. Yeah. So, I'm, oh, I was talking about a nipple orgasm. No. What do you think we're talking about? No, but there's a certain amount of rubbing against yourself you can do for your clitoris, but for your vagina. Yeah. Okay. I see. What you're there's saying. not really interior. Yeah. Okay. And then you just wake up and you. But just I don't like... think it's purely mental. Still, it might be ninety ten. Whereas with guys, yeah. it's 50-50, maybe. No, with guys, it's more like 70-30, 80 100. Talking about letter writing, how do you feel about calligraphy? I like calligraphy I've always lot. wanted to try it. I think I probably... You say that like it's acid yeah. or something. <laughs> I just never had the balls, just man. Just get a pen To go buy a, you know, a fountain pen. And Do you ever well. write with a pe- fountain pen in school? No, the few no, the few times I've tried to write with a fountain pen, I just cannot understand how they work, and I've never had anyone show me. So really, I gave up quickly. Did you even write at school? Of course we. <laughs> no, we used iPads back in two thousand and one. Well, I can't remember. Right. Um. Yeah, but I've. Whenever you see those really beautiful videos, they're so relaxing and zen-like of someone, you yeah, know, when I they slowly make the curves of the, the ornate letters yeah. and it's all just pristine cursive. I asked you this before. Is ASMR just sound? No, there's a visual Yeah, component. that's an ASMR for me, watching yeah. people oh, write, like, not even just calligraphy, but, like, signs, when they just write signs and it's all very perfect. Right. But they don't use, like, any rulers or anything. They just... It's like magic. Yeah. I I used to write with a fountain pen sometimes. Wow, fancy. Your manuscripts? It was, like, normal. Like, half the class would want to write with a fountain pen, half the class would write with That's a fountain so pen. That's so weird you do that in school. Fountain yeah. pens are so... A chi- I feel like a child doesn't really have the patience and the the deafness. I think that I saw, like, something somewhere where, like, cursive is not a thing that they're, like... They teach anymore? Teach anymore, but... Because why would they, I guess? Well, you can't avoid someone developing their own handwriting style. I remember actually sort of not necessarily being taught it like yeah. here's a cursive class but when you're like learning to write there is a joined up i remember writing, yeah, yeah they teach you to to join it yeah up. they did in my class as well and i am a joiner i join my <laughs> do you know what i mean i like join my letters you're a, a, a welder of words you're not a joiner no i'm not because i i feel like if i in, unless i try quite hard my handwriting becomes extremely clumsy and slanted and kind of illegible because i but not joined up 
No, my, my, I'm saying I don't join up my words because I have to make an extra effort to make them clear and distinct. Uh, okay. For example, you've seen what my signature is. I, I don't even know. It's not a signature. <laughs> it's signa- just a scribble. No, my signature is a really... It's not a name. It's like a couple of It's a squiggleized version of how I would write my name in a really quick slapdash way. And that is... Although it's an extreme form of it, that is how I would write naturally if I was just writing quickly and carelessly. And so I have to take extra left effort. There are no effort. actual letters, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there, are, there are to me. I can see the letters, but you can't see the letters because it's... Because I'm... What? You want to you wanna be smart, but it's tough. It's um, tough in this world yeah. of instant gratification. God. Is it... That whole, like... <sighs> It's a really, I'm not really someone who, when people are like, oh, you should be on the phone all the time, you need to have, like, time away from your phone, or you need to have, like, time away from social media or whatever. But did we talk about TikTok? We did. We talked about TikTok last time and how we're so not down with the youths anymore. Right. And, um, but something like TikTok, where it's just these, like, quick videos and you just continuously scroll, 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 down on that one, scroll, like that one, oh, and watch that one, scroll, scroll, scroll. And you could be on there for, like, an hour and you must have looked at hundreds of videos because you've scrolled so yeah. quickly. I do sometimes get the sense that it's rotting my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a, like, a sound instinct. Because I walk away from it and I try to do something else and I have in my head, like, a brainwashing, quick, flashy video of all the videos yeah. I've just seen. And it's really difficult to, like, sometimes, not, like, really difficult all the time, but it's sometimes really difficult to concentrate, yeah. flick that back out of your head, and then focus on the next thing. Yeah. So imagine being, like, a kid or just someone who is on that stuff all day long i can see how they really can't fucking concentrate on anything else yeah because it takes up your brain like like nothing it's just so strange whenever you see in movies the kind of hacky version of showing a video that's meant to be able to hypnotize someone it's always just quick flashing that's what it's like in your head when you walk away you are essentially doing that to yourself Mm. for hours on end yeah and i think no matter what the content is just that quick yeah kind of jumpy sort of um effect probably does have a, a weird sort of it is it's like a hypnotizing it makes you all fuzzy and yeah. it makes you so you can't think of anything else so mm. if someone were to try and brainwash you about something and they put it in some of these videos i could see yeah. how that would work to be honest it's like a brute force attack on the mm. the defenses of your mind it's just like overloading it with data Yes. With signals. That's what it is. And sometimes I feel like I have to go and lie down for a sec (laughs) or like close my eyes and like really think of something else because my brain just gets so overloaded. It's like being overwhelmed. It's that exact feeling but you have the images flashing in your head. You don't have enough time. You don't have any time after the thing to process it. No, because you're straight on to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever really, unless the only time I ever kind of like, um, reflect on <laughs> something that i've seen is if i really i think it's so funny or good that i have to show you yeah so i take a second out of like scrolling to show you and then we laugh about it mm. we talk about it but apart from that it's just this constant <laughs> barrage of like 
You're not watching a, a six-second TikTok and then I find you meditating under a waterfall? Well, speaking of... what? How can this possibly connect? I Part of my, like, treatment... I'm dubious. My Part of my treatment is... um. Something called DBT, and you're gonna have to say tre- treatment is a very cryptic right. and well, in ther- I'm in therapy. Yeah. Um, I have BPD traits, which is borderline personality disorder, and therapy. A therapy for that is something called DBT, and a, the core part of that is mindfulness, which initially sounds a little bit, you know, hippie esque. Yeah, but it really is just about being present slash meditation that type of thing and so i've been trying to here's the sofa here's the wall here i am you know what i mean like trying to ground yourself yeah 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 because it's an anxiety thing as well so yeah Hmm. how would you possibly bring that up and then i didn't just a few quick uh last answers to this question because a few more have have sprung to mind one is I feel it's going to be impossible to tell kids. You know, I feel like everyone kind of knows, or at least from our generation before, the fact that before the internet, or at least before it was in everyone's home, trying to get porn and finding porn. Why does this matter? Finding some kind of page of a of a yeah. nudie magazine in the woods and that being this kind of treasured discovery that surely is even before your time no it was still it was still present you did find porn in the woods yeah though, didn't you? in my boyhood wow. that was a uh, <laughs> that made a few conspicuous appearances and it's so it's one of those mysteries that no one can put their finger quite on how it's possible you run across a random copy well, of playboy because, of course it is it's because men take porn into the no, woods to masturbate in, not just <laughs> I'm confused. That's disturbing to think well, about. Well, how else do you think it got there? No, but when you just find a random page, not necessarily in the woods, just somewhere outside. Yeah, I feel like you do sometimes just find random bits. Uh, yeah. And for me, not finding porn in the woods, <laughs> um, it was, and I feel like, I was going to say maybe for girls, they can masturbate to things not as sexual but actually i feel like some boys it's like you can just see some cleavage and it's like i'm gonna have a wank two melons next to each other in a supermarket that look like breasts (laughs) because for me not having the internet or like knowing i could go and find porn on the internet whatever it was more like if anything was ever remotely sensual (laughs) it was just watch it over and over again and then the only porny thing I came across was like, do you remember the show Sex Etera? We've talked about this. Have we about it on the podcast? Yeah, before. Yeah. That Any was some kind good of... shit, man. I... But you had to wait until like half 12 at night, everyone was <laughs> yeah. asleep, and then you'd blast that shit. <laughs> you just put that on repeat. Because it was, it was like half hour shows and it was on like one after the other. Or you'd wait till midnight and wait for the like one minute free porn <laughs> thing that came on. Which we've also make, talked about. Yeah, that tried to make you pay for. And good for a girl, well, I don't know, all girls, but for me, I only need about a minute and a half of something and then I'm good to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not trying to, especially as a teenager, right. I'm not trying to make it last. I'm just fucking doing it, getting it done. 
40 seconds has gone by sure. and I'm happy. You're not you know looking I mean? for a world record set no. in session? But I feel like it takes much longer for boys. Well, but, not necessarily when they're younger, I yeah. guess. I think it's funny to think about. touch it and it. What? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> then why did you bring it I up? I don't know. But in the generations before us, like our grandparents' generation, to them, I mean, what, what they, did they find an erotic novel? Yeah, I don't know. Did they read Lady Chatterley's Lover yeah, and maybe, masturbate furiously? <laughs> maybe it was mostly about thinking about something. They couldn't have someone because it was like wrong or um they were like betrothed to someone else so they would then just think about it and just have to make it adulterous don't you i don't know or so dramatic i feel like spying on people was huge even like up until like the 2000s like do you know what i mean so people would you know i don't get this weird thing about people spying on their brother or sister sure I never wanted to see my brother having a wank. Do you know what I mean? Good to like, know. or if he was with a girl, which didn't happen inside the house anyway, that not you know because of. it wasn't allowed, it just never happened. I wouldn't be like outside the door trying to see or hear. Like that's weird to me. Let's add this statement to your permanent record. Well, do you think in the the older generations, the oldies, if you will, when they had a crush on someone, they would they would retreat to the privacy of their bedroom and yeah and. I haven't said anything. I know yet. what you're gonna say though. I bet I, I'm caught I, up in it. I would, fantasy. I bet you a thousand British pounds sterling that you can't tell me what I'm about to they're say. They're gonna go to their bedroom and they're gonna think, lie in their bed sheets, and they're gonna just like think about it and just like touch themselves and get themselves all worked up and just be like, <laughs> you know. That's not what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. I was what I was gonna say I was stand corrected. Get a nice clean white sheet of paper and just draw a sexy illustration of that why do they need to go to their bedroom to do that <laughs> oh you can just do it in the living room <laughs> you tricked me i didn't trick you you were too you were overzealous is what you were <laughs> i'm more overzealous that's from a song i doubt it it is <laughs> we'll never know there's no one here to settle this matter do you no have any other objective ombudsman answers? I, was, I was gonna say trump i think is, an, is another big one i think the way people now say what must it have been like to be under say president nixon with watergate happening and just the 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 feeling that the country was in turmoil i think people will ask i think kids will ask that question 50 years from now i think think it depends on how we go wow (laughs) remember that thing i was reading earlier where it was like (laughs) trump's kids presidential candidates for 2024 can you imagine donald if donald trump jr runs for president in 2024 i think that will be a sign that we have reached the the edge of the apocalypse we would make it to 50 years and baron is going to be the president it's no. just going to keep going no, well yeah oh, i see what you're saying um if they all do eight years if, tr- if the trump family turns into a presidential dynasty like the kennedys that well there's only one kennedy president no but there was like there was then Bobby. It yeah, was going well, to be a thing. They were a political family. And his kids would mm. have gone on, but it just got derailed. Seemed like we were going to have multiple Clintons for a second there. And obviously there was multiple. Well, we had two Bushes and we almost, we could potentially have had Jeb Bush as well. Um, it's weird how power gets kind of centralized in, in certain families in, in that weird way. But yeah, I think people will ask questions about 
like how did people not lose their mind when Trump was president? Yeah. When a reality TV star, when a grotesque billionaire was the president, and every day was just a seemingly endless stream of yeah. gaffes and scandals and disgraces. I think people will have questions about that. The other thing I was going to say, what was it like when we had seasons? We're not going to have seasons by then, probably. Oh, it's just going to be either hot or cold. <laughs> we'll be living in waist-deep water. Yeah. As the koala bears burn. I know. Hashtag Australia. Your face when you said that. <laughs> Hashtag. As the koala bears burn. Climate change. Kitty, it's so horrible. I know. And... Those videos of people giving them water, like holding a little water bottle. It's so precious. I know. Yeah. The third thing I'm going to say is, I think it's very possible 50 years from now, kids will look back and say, how did you, how did you, what's the word? How did you mentally function when there was a very severe and severely enforced gender binary? Yeah. I think we didn't. Wow. A lot of people had mental health issues. Sure. And people were just very sad. And there was just a lot of shit, stupid shit being said. Yes. For no I th- reason. I think 50 years from now, kids will say, how did people live when they weren't able to live as the person that yeah. they truly were? And I think that will be a very fucking fair question. Okay. That was a long question, but it had a lot of... Well, I liked it. <clears throat> okay, I've got an equally hard question for you. I don't I don't consent to this. Is cereal soup? What? Um No, is my is my gut reaction. Um I don't know what the definition of is if soup is literally just Little bits of food suspended in a liquid. Then I get, I guess, suspended in a liquid. Yeah. that's disgusting. Submerged. You in liquid? eat it the same way as soup. No, because I dunk bread into my soup. Not everyone does that, though. Those people are heretics. You don't necessarily go to a fancy restaurant and have like a fancy soup and then just like get a loaf of bread. <laughs> hey, pass us the Warburton, mate. <laughs> Got any Elvis? Can I have the crust piece? I love dunking that in me. <laughs> How thick was that crust this morning? Oh yeah, it was. Oh, it was T H I C C. I would thick. say C C C. It was like <laughs> almost too thick. It was too thick for you to handle. Yeah, um, your yeah. esophagus can't take that girth. No, that bready, that bready whip. Where's this going? I don't want to think about that. You have to. We. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think cereal is soup. Okay. Soup for breakfast. Because you eat it the same, you can eat it hot. Porridge <laughs> is like a cereal. It's not a cereal. That's not a cereal. No, but you'd have it for breakfast. Okay. Porridge is more like a stew. You know. No, because it doesn't have things in it. It's just it's. But just, you can have things in it. Yeah. Well, of course, you can put anything and it's in anything. Hot. Yeah. Okay. Don't some people eat cold soup? Like, isn't pea soup cold? I think you. I think people do, but it's not the done thing. It's not common. I've. I don't. These questions are so like. It's when people say, you know, is a hot dog a burger? Uh, well, that makes less sense than is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, uh, 
Well, that's because Americans call burger sandwiches. That's it dumb. is that. Let's talk about that, okay? It's dumb. Okay? When people say I'm going to go to the McDonald's and order two sandwiches, it's <laughs> it's such a weird American thing. To us, that sounds so just. Dumb. I'm sorry, it doesn't sound dumb. Are you having a, a some kind of brain meltdown yeah. where your like linguistic wires yeah. are getting crossed? I don't get why they don't have the difference. Because sandwich. I mean, burger is such a, a great generic term that's already a totally functional catch-all. I don't know why you have to sully the good name of sandwich. Something they always say is a chicken sandwich. Yeah. They ne- I never hear anyone saying a chicken burger. It's always a chicken sandwich. Mm. Maybe because McDonald's calls their burger, their chicken burger, a chicken sandwich. Yeah, sure. And that's like- Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? No, it's a burger. If it's going to be anything, it's a burger. That's an interesting Because it's a hot piece of meat. It's so close to what a burger is. It's just in a different shape. Bun. But you can have a sandwich that's a hot piece of meat between... You can, yeah. I think... You know what's weird? It's one of those things where you just know the difference. Yes. But it's hard to explain the difference. That's very true. And if you don't know the difference, I don't know who's been teaching you. <laughs> what is that? Don't impugn people's characters. <laughs> I get so extreme. You do. I feel like if you knew me, you know that most of the shit I say like that is just messing. But like... All the stuff you say like that is just messing. I just like to go hard. I like to go hard, okay? That's true. I've always said that about you. I am the extreme part of us and you are the less extreme. I am the... You're the calm, cool and collected. I guess. Um, Until I get that fuck fever. (laughs) And then I can't be held back. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't choke to death on that. I don't want that to be my last words to you. I'm going to have a coffee fit now. (laughs) Fuck fever. Sometimes that happens. It descends upon you like a a red mist. What are some of the other things that Americans say that are like, why can't you just say... The right thing. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, they, you know what I hate? Okay, I like how you had one right. In, you had you had one ready in the chamber to go. You had your hand hovering over the holster like a gunslinger. I hate it because I'm going to pick up my hair. Yes, you do hate. Worse than that is calling a scrunchie a oh a hair bubble. Yeah, a ponytail holder. <laughs> That's like something a child, like a little child, would say. It's like you don't know how to form the right words. Yeah. It's like calling a fork a a food grabber. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very infantile in a strangely yeah. not charming I'm way. I'm going to pick up my hair with my ponytail holder. Oh, God. As we talked about before, we both dislike how Americans say, I'm standing on, on the Online, line. On the line, yeah. And, we, and it makes it's, much more sense to say, I'm, I'm in, in the, the line. line. I'm in the queue, even. Yeah, but they don't use the word queue very much. No. Which I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate it either. But as Britons, hmm. we like to queue. We queue when there's not even anything to be had. I guess. Have you ever seen those videos where they they trick people? They they have pay some extras to stand in a in a people line. People will just get in the people line. Will just, and they won't even ask what no, this is they about. Won't. They just assume there's a reward. No. Yep. We fucking like sheep, we man. We like free shit, okay? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are there any other Americanisms? I, I feel bad that we're shitting on... Well. Um, <laughs> I, I like how you didn't even... You were just like, no, it's fine. Who cares? Uh, there are. There's yeah. quite a few, but... Oh. Um, 
What is it? I hope this is worth the wait. What do they call an indicator? A blinker. A blinker. Oh, that's like how they call a TV remote a clicker. A clicker, yeah. I think there's a weird simplification at the heart of American Americanisms. It's like they wanted things to be different to us, so they just simplified Mm. things. Yeah. But then it's weird because things, you know, the classic di- linguistic difference is that we put U's in words. Mm. And I've always preferred the American spelling. Yeah, you do. I, I think colour is a is a more, it makes more sense without the U. It just makes me think of colon without the U. Uh, I, I just think in most cases the words looks, it, it seems more right without the U. That's been my experience. You also favour the Z over the S. Yes, I very much like do. Like moisturise, it's yeah. S in England. I pref- I think the Z actually has this... It, it, it makes more sense in some yeah, places. Yeah, it, ta- it gives you yeah. a better indication of how the word's said. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay, what's the next question? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Wait, your go. Oh, or shall I ask another one? Because that was so... Yeah, okay. Um. Right. Tap your microphone down. <clears throat> what habit do i have that annoys you oh gosh <laughs> and then you know we'll do oppositely this is like also. handing someone a ticking time bomb as a mm. question and saying happy birthday well you can either be silly or serious it's up to you you've given me a noose to try on as a scarf <laughs> and to Pretty model much. it for you um Just you have a little bandy you have a few you've put a Little, we were talking earlier. Little ponytail holder around <laughs> Pushin's head. We were talking earlier about how if someone made a real, like a render of what the Pusheen cat would look like as a real animal, it would be so disturbing. She has these like one inch legs. She has little her, nubby legs. But her body is just so chubby and round. Her body is just completely torso. <laughs> it's like the we also watched um the Mandalorian, which we we thought was actually i was very surprised by how good it was um and also how much that the guy who plays the protagonist sounds like nathan fillion yeah it was a a little bit uncanny at times were you secretly hoping it was him i was secretly hoping it i I always want nathan fillion to get more work and i am aghast and distraught when he doesn't um when he wastes his talent on you know the rookie but anyway don't besmirch nathan fillion my my birthday twin. I get whatever. The the creatures you see in in the the first couple of episodes of the Mandalorian, they're these um, big bulky animals that you can ride. They're all like, almost like mini T Rexes, but like crossed with something else. And we were talking about how they're all face <laughs> and, and little baby arms. Yeah, it, their bodies are just compl- just a big kind of um, like shapeless torso and then just a big face yeah with tiny little legs and tiny little arms and that's what Prasheen would be like she has no her body is just all one thing it's not she has no kind of curvature or are you stalling I forget what the original question was (laughs) what habit oh okay um let's just go with habit we don't need to do a list. <laughs> we don't have to do an inventory of your yeah. foibles. Okay, let me think about this. Let me think about this. Yeah, yeah. Think about this. Think about this. Do you have any to volunteer so it sounds less bad? On my own? Yeah. 
No. I'm, my mind's kind of blanking, to be honest. There are little things you do, but they're, they're tiny. They're just, they're really just preferences. Like what? You know, I will say this. You don't do anything, um, how to, like, you don't do anything rude or uh, against me. Something that's like, yeah. you know, insulting or, you know, it's all just kind of, I like things done a certain way and you, you sometimes like things to be done a certain way and sometimes just don't care. So you just let it be how it's going to be. Um, I don't know. You'd have to, I, you'd have to. That's nice. Yeah, there are none. Sure. Why not? Nice. This yeah. wasn't a trick or a trap. It was, I could oh, be interested. Wait, clearly, clearly was. No, because you know, I'm not like that. One thing. I, okay. I can think of some tiny, tiny ones. Okay. I don't. It's all coming out. When right? I read books, I don't like to break the spine and I don't like to bend the covers. Which is so weird to me because by the time you get to halfway, you have to. Mm. How do you read the book without bending the cover? And I'm not talking about bending it back all the way around like some people do. I'm talking about just being able to open it fully. I have a weird OCD thing about this where I don't, I feel like it kind of ruins the book in a sense, when you really like, when people essentially snap the spine and just yeah. the cover is completely cold, it will be permanently cold um, and dog-eared. I don't like doing that. And I feel like with most books, you don't need to do that. There are books where when you literally can't read the middle pages because you can't push it open enough, I will just be, I will say fuck it and just crack the spine. But unless you absolutely have to do it, Whereas I feel like you sometimes just hold a book in a way that's... that's The way I hold a book, yeah. it does bend the covers, but not permanently. Mm. Not to the point where it won't ever go back. Yeah. But you sometimes do look over at me, though, and you're like... <laughs> Can't you hold? And I'll put the book down, and the flap is like, woo, all that, the way out. That hurts me deep yeah, inside. Yeah, I know. The, I, I have small thing... At least I don't bend pages. How would you bend a page? No, you know when people curl the top of the page oh, as a fold bookmark? It down. Yeah, yeah I, I also hate that. The fact that people write on books also really, I find that a grieving. Um, I was going to write in the margins. I wanted to make notes on Twilight, and I thought maybe writing in the margins would be cool. So I got another book so I could do it just in the one book. Yeah, I should, yeah, that's a special kind of... Yeah, but I didn't end up doing it. Yeah, anyway. A copy you don't care about that you're just... Yeah. You can mark. I get that. I also get if you're, you know, in an academic context. But even still, I'd probably use post-it notes or I would just make yeah. notes in my phone of on page 37, I think this about that. Mm. Okay, another thing. I think this might be... The, I. It just came to me. I think this might be the my number one complaint <laughs> about Samani Jani, which is saying a lot because she is a pristine, beautiful princess. Oh. Um, Samantha likes to play things out loud all the time. She'll just be sitting there scrolling through TikToks. I'm trying to read a, or Instagram a, stories. I'm trying to read a, a news story on my phone. I'm sitting next to her, and she's just scrolling through <laughs> TikToks. And it's such a it's such a scattered mix of sounds that come out. There'll be weird, shitty pop songs that you hear a snippet of. Then you'll hear someone shouting some kind of meme. I think those are the things you hate the most. Yeah. The fact that it's like shitty music and then just like shitty shouting. Annoying and stuff. sounds, basically. That yeah. is distracting. I I just feel like you should if you can listen to something with headphones, 
it's more considerate to the other person to do that. I only do it for like a few minutes at a time. It's usually like when I'm in between stuff. Um, I know I'm not going to like be doing this for a while so I don't get my headphones. Or the headphones are on the other side of the room and I don't want to get up. Like it's something like that. Um, And then occasionally it's because I like playing things out loud. I know that sounds weird but... I don't know, sometimes when you're just constantly listening to headphones, it's kind of isolating. I get that, but I don't want yeah, to hear your stuff. It's like a constant thing I have to try to remember not to do. You, you doing your thing is stopping me from doing my thing. Yeah, I know. Because I can't focus on reading. But also, most of the time, Ryan is someone who permanently has his headphones in. <laughs> Even when he hasn't got anything playing, they're in, ready to be played. So... In my mind, if we're busy doing our own thing, he's listening to something. So I assume he's listening to something and can't even hear my TikToks. I try not to have them at full blast. I turn the volume down by halfway. Oh, gosh. So well, considerate. Well, tr- I am trying to be considerate, but you just don't want to hear them at all, which I totally understand. <sighs> and I know is an especial annoyance if you're trying to read something because it's hard to concentrate. It's just something... I'll do automatically and then kind of not think about it. But I'm going to think about it and like try not to do it as much. <laughs> the other thing you always say to me, which makes me laugh, is my headphones are all the way over there. And the table that you have your <laughs> headphones on is four feet away from you. Look, I don't want to lean over. I mean, I don't know what how to explain it to you anymore. But You're not a leaner. I don't want to get it. Like don't I'm, com- know I'm either comfortable or full from just eating or tired from dancing around or whatever it is and there's always a reason look i don't want to say the word lazy but because i hate it has bad connotations but when i'm comfortable i'm comfortable you know okay and i know that obviously that makes you uncomfortable because i play the thing out loud but i've been working on it you know this we've talked about it that's true but then sometimes you have very conspicuous lapses yeah i do back into uncivilized savagery Hey. Well, hey. it's uncouth at the very least. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about reading, it just reminded me, I feel like another effect of thing of technology, and especially things like TikTok, is, it's. I f- don't you find it's harder to read books now? In what sense? I just find, I don't know. I feel like it was a lot easier to read books when I was a kid and I, d- I didn't go on the internet all the time. Because you read internet text in such a kind of casual, throwaway way. But you read, or at least I'm just speaking for myself here. When I read books, I really focus on what I'm reading. And yeah. I take it in slower and, it, you know, I'm, con- I'm really concentrating. And I, fi- I have to say I, have found, I find it more, slightly more difficult to read books at length and i think that's a that's a symptom of this internet age i can understand that because there's always that like temptation of doing something that might give you satisfaction quicker or whatever like there's so many reasons to be on your phone or your tablet or your laptop or whatever it's not just about communicating with other people or watching videos or doing stupid shit. The amount of stuff we read online, like articles, essays, like even just going on Reddit, mm. like the amount of like threads you read and comments you read. 
But sometimes you realise when you come to read a book, it's like, I can't read anymore today. <laughs> I, f- I don't realise I've been reading all day, but okay. I have. I didn't think about it like that. But also, for me, it's hard for me to kind of answer what you said because I've always kind of found it difficult to read. Mm. I have to, like, really try to yes. read, if that makes sense. Reading is an effort. Yes. And also... If I don't like it, I don't like it, and I don't like a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you are picky. I am picky. I know I have some people like we really love Twilight. That's look. <laughs> don't even bother. Okay, <laughs> it, I like specific things, yeah. and when I like a specific thing, it's very difficult for me to get into other things right. because I fall so deeply in love with that one thing that it's hard to measure up, and. It's not like, you know, you can say, like, well, I fell in love with um, the bell jar because it was such good writing or whatever, or whatever it is. I could fall for something not necessarily because of the writing or because of the story. Maybe it's a specific character. Maybe it's just a vibe that I get when I read the book, whatever it is. Maybe they have a good fandom because you know what? Finding fandom is important sometimes. Okay. So nice to go online and just like go to places where you know everyone else loves the same thing that you do. Even if you're a lurker, because I'm a big time lurker, I don't really communicate with these people much. But it's nice to like. But yeah, going back to what you're saying, it, it, I think you're right. It is harder. It's. Uh, I really. I'm not pleased with this development yeah. in my mind. You're a big reader. I I try to read, I wouldn't say a lot, but I try to be constantly having a book that I am working my way through. Um, and I do I do just notice that, you know, it's, it's a very trite and I think to some extent overdone thing to say now that our attention spans are shorter. But I think it it is just obviously true. You, yeah. It's so much easier to get to be gratified by memes and, you know, like you were talking about threads on Reddit where you're just reading these two-sentence posts um, over and over again. You you get something from that. It sparks your interest, that, and that's what you want in that moment. Yeah. And then with a book, it's, such, it's, it's a slow burn. It requires yes. investment and commitment, and you have to really... You have to really want to read a book. You can't, You no one just kind of accidentally reads a book, yeah. like in dribs and drabs. That's always been my, was my problem growing up, is that looking at a book was always so intimidating. Yeah. And also, I knew it was going to take me days or longer to read it, depending on the length of it. And it's like, well, I know it's going to be a week before I get to the end and... Not the end, but, like, the meat of things. Right. Because a lot of books, you read the first third of it and you're still setting stuff up, you know? So it depends on what kind of stuff you like to read, I guess. But it's hard It's hard when yeah. you want that instant thing. Because even TV now, I mean, not just now, but even before Netflix and stuff, I... They used to call it marathoning shows. Yes. I know they call it binging shows now. But even when I was younger, I would marathon shows. I remember like taping Charmed off <laughs> Living TV, like taping it on. Yeah. The, I got loads of videos, VHS tapes, 
and I would mark them and I would put them yeah. in order and then I would, because they always showed them out of order. So I would find out which order it was, put it in as best order as possible because you couldn't even get that information that strictly online at that point. I mean, it was online, but not as easy. No, you didn't have things like fucking Wikipedia with the right. episodes. But... So can I just say this real quick? Do you remember how when you would re-watch things you had taped off the TV like a bunch of times, you'd start to memorize the commercials that would yes. play? Yes. That's an unpleasant... Oh, my God. That was an unpleasant cost that you had to pay. There's so many commercials that mm. probably were embedded deep, deep in my memory, in my subconscious from having done that. What's annoying as well is at certain times of day, all the commercials for the one episode, it would pretty much be the same commercials yeah. every time it went to went to an ad break because they're really trying to hammer this one thing home. It's very fucking... It's, it's horrible that those jingles get stuck in your hand. Yep. And we're always saying how, like, I will forever know <sighs> that fucking one jingle from that one thing. I wish I could take a scalpel, shove yeah. it in my ear, into my <laughs> brain, and cut out some of those jingles that have been have been lodged deep in there. Yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah, so I've always been like a like marathon things because I can't get enough of the thing. Yeah. And that's why it was hard with books because it was like I could marathon a show and watch like 12 episodes a day and feel really fucking satisfied and even maybe stay up all night. But I wouldn't do that with a book because I didn't know yet. Right. The, how how quickly you can actually read. Now I know if I love a book, I could probably read half of it in the day. Oh, it depends what type of book it yeah. is. There's like, you know, a really dense, you know, for example, I'm reading through Infinite Jest right now. Yeah. And David Foster Wallace's style, his prose is so, I don't even know what the word, it's just so concentrated. There's so much to take in. Like, each there's so much happening on a particular page he's trying to convey so much to you and he's doing it in such a in such a um condensed and concentrated way and there's also so he's referring to so many different things and then of course there's famously all the footnotes you have to go and refer to reading a book like that is extremely slow at least in my experience but then you pick up a you know you pick up a mass market paperback some you know whatever what's a classic a da vinci code mm. a book that is written with the purpose of you reading this on an airplane or yeah. on a beach they are specifically engineering it so that it is an easy read that it's fluid you just mm. kind of like race through it and it's almost like going to watch a movie that you know there's really extremes on either end how many pages do you think you read every time you pick up Infinite Jest? Infinite Jest is strange in that I... I don't think you've ever read a book this slow. No. No, that's probably true. I probably don't read more than 50 pages at a time. And that's very conscious. Because, I mean, if I wanted to... If, I spend, like, if I'm spending a day reading... Like, r roughly the day is dedicated to reading something. I can read probably about... Um, I can read, you know, a hundred, maybe a hundred and twenty pages or something, but with a book like this, I do. I wouldn't want to do that. You can't. I think it's a book that's kind of best enjoyed at a slow, leisurely pace. Yeah, there are books like that, and I think this is this is really an exemplar of that. I think if you try to rush through it, it's it's kind of 
you know when you have too much of a of a of a good thing and i do i do enjoy infinite jazz a lot if you eat a chocolate cake and then someone hands you another slice of something chocolatey your taste buds are so saturated with that really rich flavor of chocolate that you can't really enjoy the subsequent chocolate dessert as much that's kind of how i feel about books you really have to pace yourself to be able to enjoy it each time you sit down to read it i know what you mean when i yeah because i do have that binging thing inside (laughs) me i binge basically anything i can rereading it in stints of like three to five chapters at a time and stopping every like however often to make notes really i really like luxuriated in it it was really nice so even though i like that kind of like read as much as i can get as much as i can feel really good aspect of it it was it was really not i don't know if i'll be able to do that like (laughs) again but it was really nice Mm. to do that and to just kind of you know i'll never get when people like even though I like that like, there's Netflix and stuff now and I can watch it whenever I want and it's all there, if I binge it all in that one day or whatever, I have to wait the whole year for like the next season or whatever. Mm. I, I can't understand that really because I am such a binger and when the show comes out, some things, like some short things, like light things, like Grace and Frankie, I watched that in a whole day. It's gone. It's done. Yeah. You the second season of you came out and I watched it in a day and a half. It was done. So quick. I guess you gotta have the appetite for it. I I just don't think I will even with a book that is meant to be read quickly, I just f- still find I think I am across the board a fairly slow reader in the grand scheme of things. And when you read about because f- reading is a skill. Yeah. I, I think, think that's not appreciated enough. And when you read about these savants who can, you know, for example, the the famous um, now deceased literary critic, Harold Bloom, I, I, I think that, I think he said once that he, he could read, you know, a 500 page book in a, in a, a less than a day. Wow. He just, and he was famous for having this kind of, uh, encyclopedic knowledge of literature of the canon because he had just voraciously and omnivorously consumed everything under the sun because for whatever reason i think some people are just built better to unhinge their jaw like a snake and just guzzle down the words Mm. at this breakneck speed if you really have been like devouring books since you were little though imagine that being one of the one of your favorite things to do you are going to really hone that yeah. kind of, you know. Get good at it. Yeah. I also feel if I try to force myself to read something quickly, I don't take it in as much. Yeah. It's pretty much as simple as that. I mean, one time I saw this thing where there's some program or some app or some technology where it flashes the each word of the sentence on screen. You have to look between these two vertical lines and it just flashes a word every millisecond and you know it's giving you a sentence but flashing it word by word and it was a demonstration of it so it was saying you know hi this is this technology 
this is how quick you can read. And it kept kept getting faster and faster and saying and explaining this technology to you. And at, at the end of it, you know, you, you're reading at some crazy high number, whatever, 600 words per minute. Um, and you are able to follow along with it. And it is, in a strange way, quite marvelous that you you realize how quickly your brain can take in words and information. But if I tried to read a book like that, I think you'd feel like you're following along with it in the moment, but then when you look back on it, it's just kind of flushed through your short-term memory. Yes. Because you haven't had time to engage with each with what's happening on each page. You're not taking it in and you can't remember mm. all the things. I sometimes do that when I, I'll be reading and I realize I have read that like half a page, but then I'm like, I should read that half a page again because your mind wanders or you realize you're reading the words but not really taking it in. Yes. And when you're distracted. Yeah. I notice that sometimes. I don't do that. You know that flashing thing that you're saying? It's like if someone tries to spell something out. I can't ever remember what came before. It's like if you said what were those words that just flashed, I'd be <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't be good at that that type of game where it's a it's like a grid of cards and um you get to see some of them every like each turn you get to see some of them and you have to remember where they are and make connections which two cards are the hippos and you've seen them at various points i remember playing that type of thing as a kid it would sometimes be a mini game in a in a video game or whatever and i was never good at just remembering yeah that type of thing i i mean we've talked about this before i don't feel like i have a very good memory to begin with you do have a good memory for some things I guess. I you, you'd like to think so, that's for sure. No, I think you do. But I don't, I personally don't know if I do. Okay, we need to, this is what always happens when we do a question episode. But the point really isn't the questions, it's the talking about whatever we want based on the questions. That's true. But I do have some that... What I was f- the question that we just asked? Let's just move on to the next one. Let's not get stuck I know, in but the I past. Need to, I need to... Okay. Yeah. Oh, what habit do I have that? How did we get don't, from there? Don't ask. I don't know questions you don't want the answers to. Am I going to give a habit that annoys me? What? No, I don't want you to give a habit that, Isn't that I do that annoys you. I didn't ask that question, so don't inflict that. How dare those you. revelations upon me? Nothing you do annoys me. I'm not trying to do couples therapy on a podcast. You said that so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. You take it back. I do take it back. We might do couples therapy on the uh, no. podcast. You can call in. We'll do a live stream. Are you asking a question now? I have some that are fairly quick fire. Do you want to do some quick fire Yeah, ones? let's do some quick fires. What mythical creature do you wish actually existed? Before you steal it from me, I'm going to say the Loch Ness Monster. So that everyone can just shut the fuck up about it finally. I kind of believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Why, why do you kind of believe in it? I don't it? know. I don't know if it's just because I want it to be true. And yes, I, don't I know, think that's the whole explanation. And I don't know why I want it to be true. I just kind of think, why not? You know? like And, yeah. and the sea and just water in general scares the shit out of me. Water in general. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> bodies of water. You're scared of a cup of water. I just think we don't fully know what is down there. What's hibernating? Yes, you may have like gone down there and like seen some shit, but what if it was hibernating? You mm. know, 
What if it was just visiting another part of the sea while you were down there? You don't know. Also, what could have been made? Maybe there's a cross-species situation happening that you don't know about, and now there's some crazy monsters down there. No one knows, you know? <laughs> and it's terrifying. And so I think the Loch Ness Monster, I think it might be real. Hmm. Interesting. Answers on a postcard to whether you think... <laughs> Marine biologists yeah. write in and correct our folly. So the Loch Ness Monster is the one that you wish... Really? Yeah, just because I feel... I don't... I think it's not very interesting. So that's the one you chose? That makes yeah. no sense. I, when I think about it, there's not really any I'm salivating, you know, hope, just hoping against hope that, that we somehow find is real. Bigfoot is just a is just a tall, upright ape. <laughs> It's not, you know, it's not. We're not going to talk to it. Maybe that's why it's so fascinating because it's not that far from the truth. Yeah, well, they're always not that far from the truth. That's how you make people well, believe. Well, the Yeti it. is kind of far from the truth, isn't that just like a yeah. fucking snowball man or something? A snowball man. You know, like a white <laughs> fucking fluffy bear thing. I don't even know what it's like. Meant a man to be. made out of snowballs, <laughs> like an ambulatory yeah. snowman. Um. I think it would be cool if you woke up one day and there was a newspaper headline of the Yeti has been found. It's a real creature. And there's just one. I don't think there could just be one because how would it breed? Yeah. Is it just like hundreds of years old? Unless it was asexual. But I don't think that's a mammalian characteristic. I'm just going to go with my, my, my cute little girl heart and say unicorn. I'm not okay. like a huge fan of horses. Right. But I really like My Little Pony and unicorns, and they're essentially just horses with extra shit. Yeah. And so I feel like if the unicorn was real, I feel like that would be pretty magical. Do you also like the narwhal? I mean, I don't really know much about it except that it has the horn. <laughs> Isn't it just like a fish with a horn? It's the unicorn of the sea. Yeah, I know, but. Some say. I don't really know much about it. Okay. Yeah. Do, all right, I so I say unicorn. Ooh, or mermaid. Obvious answers mermaid for is, me. Mermaid would be a revolutionary. It'd be a new type of human. Yeah, that's true. I guess, what are the half horse, half seahorse men thing? Centaurs. Yeah. I feel like even They're mermaid, not half seahorse, by the way. You know what I mean? I, no, I am talking about the seahorse. But like a man is the top half. I think that's the male version of a mermaid. No. Okay, this is not... Anyway, I feel like if mermaids <laughs> were real, they'd be real. Okay, good to know. Maybe there is a species of strange humans down in the seas. I, I mean, there's not. Little fishies. Little fishies. Little half fishy, half humans. Humans. Okay, do you have any more quick ones? I do indeed. What's your favourite after sex food? Chocolate cake. Ideally warmed up with some vanilla ice cream oh, on the side. Yeah. I mean, my God. That's like <sighs> sex in your mouth. It is. Oh, good God. I'm also, along those same lines, brownies. Brownies, and yeah. a And a glass of milk. Can't beat that, my yeah. friend. I could just eat some chocolate cake right now. Yeah, oh, I know. Or donuts. Yeah. But not just uh, the same. I mean, I. I would go for a pizza. I'm always down yeah, for a pizza. Yeah. And after sex is even better. KFC. No, what is wrong with you? You just hate it, I but do. I love it. 
definitely has to be after sex, though. I can't eat a large pizza and then put on a good performance, you know? You have. I, I mean, if I have to, I'll, I'll do what i got to do. Back in uh, <laughs> fuck buddy days, hmm. when we were just fuck buddies, yeah. but also kind of best friends. Self-explanatory. Um, our regular stick was just to, like, <laughs> come over, have sex. Have some pizza, have some more sex, go to sleep or leave or whatever. Yeah. So you often would, and also I feel like you had a period of really wanting sex after food. I remember thinking this is strange because uh, aren't you so full? Why are you airing my dirty laundry <laughs> so on the podcast? How is it dirty laundry? I don't remember this and I don't think it's true. It is true. I couldn't have been full, because when I'm full, all I want to do is sit on the couch and play video games. This was before, yeah. Okay. You're, going, you're getting into too much detail. I was getting into too much detail. There has to be, there has to be a barrier between us and the listener. <laughs> does the, the, the listener? No, it's just one. They're the filthy, unwashed masses. What's they're the wrong plebeians, with you? and I can't have them knowing my... Don't call them plebeians. Take that back. I refuse. In fact, I'm going to... That's the hill I'm going to die on. I have a quick one for you. I honestly doubt it. Two quick ones. Uh, that just proves my point, Whatever. doesn't it? What TV show was good all the way through? Firefly. It only had can whatever. Can you really count that? <laughs> it only had 12 episodes or whatever. I don't know that you can count that. Um, what TV show that was good all the way through that had more than one season? The Wire. The Wire. No. No, just let, just let me. There are seasons I don't enjoy as much. And as we've talked about before, those are the latest seasons with the kids. But the... Although I don't love that the kids become a main focus of the show, the rest of the storylines are still playing out, and the sto- those are the storylines I love. So, The Wire didn't ever have a bad season, in my opinion. It just had seasons that weren't as good as its as its apexes of greatness. So you would still say it was good all the way through? Yes. All right. <laughs> Fine. You just want to fight me on things. No, I don't. You have said that. I guess it's different. You have said it's. I don't like the last season, but I guess you can still say, like almost objectively, that you still think it's a really good show. Yes. Like, I know what you mean because it's like sometimes we'll be watching a show and it's like, ugh, like okay, the Deuce. Oh, we yeah. were watching the Deuce, and lately we haven't. We haven't continued watching the last season. We started season. the first, the third season. Um, yeah. And we got two episodes in or whatever, and it, it just seems boring to me. I, I don't know what it is. But I feel like you can still say it's actually, it's a quality show. It's a well-made show. It's really well-made and stuff. But it hasn't held my interest, which yeah. is, if a TV show doesn't make you want to watch it, that's a pretty big knock against it. Yeah. But you don't want to watch the last season of The Wire, but yet you're still saying it. But I have. Best. I have. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so. Do you have me, any other examples of TV shows that are good all the way through? Yeah, that's what I'm going to. Oh, gonna, okay. I thought you were moving on to another no, question. No, I was going to answer for Abruptly. myself. Abruptly. What shows are all the way good all the way through? Sex and the City is good all the way through. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You're second guessing yourself. No, it's just that season two is the season that has a lot of those problematic episodes. But I still think it's a good show despite, you know, despite its problems. Okay. Because those are really 
episodic problems, whereas like the season I as see. a whole was the still arc good. Of the show. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say Dexter up until the last episode because mm. they really fucked us on that. <laughs> um, Hashtag never forget. Do you know what was really good all the way through? Buffy and Angel. Okay. Because even the seasons that people say, oh, that's the season that's hated, it's still a good show. It's just... it. They have to change. Especially when you're going from like one thing to another, i.e. they go from high school students to college to adults. Of course, the idea of it's the gonna show... It's going to change the feel. Yeah. If you can get past that... It's still a good show. Okay. Which takes me on to another question that I have. Why won't you watch Buffy with me? I'm not interested. Why? So that's case closed. But why? I have seen episodes of Buffy. Do you think it's bad? No, it's just not for me. Because you don't really like the monsters and stuff? Um. But you like Mandalorian and that's just monsters. They're not completely different shows. So there's no, really no comparison. I think I just don't think women can be strong. <laughs> so I just don't buy into the core premise of the, of the show. So you'll watch Angel? It rings hollow to me. No. Because <laughs> I don't, also don't believe that pretty boys can be strong. Uh, Only yeah, tough, burly, manly men can be strong. Yeah. Only when they have a helmet, they never take off. Can they be? You fucking bitch. Can they be fearsome warriors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just. I think if you just put it on, I would watch an episode or two. But I'm not going to watch the whole show. I really just want to put it on for like a couple of episodes because you've got to have a couple to really get into it. And just have you just watch it with me and ha- get a real kind of like, okay, did you enjoy that? And then see if you did. But you won't do it. No. Your time is so precious that you won't experiment. No, I don't with have me. I don't have time for nonsense. <laughs> I will, however, watch the deleted scenes of Buffy where Giles finally makes his pass. Buffy, come into the library. I have something to show you. What is wrong with you? He's her father figure. Yeah. He's her daddy. No Don't sexualize it. Yeah. Ruin that for me. <laughs> I guess. I, we've talked about this before, but I think I just have this endless need. <laughs> I, for one second, I just realised that that impression I did was close to my the one line of Patrick Stewart I can do from Logan. Do it. You still have time, Logan. I don't know why you think you sound like him. Logan. Because you don't. You still have time. His voice is very deep. I don't know. I I felt like Logan, I could... Maybe I could do... You still have time. Ah, That's way I, more like it. I kind of see what you you're did. doing. I it's just the intonation of that one that one line, Logan. You still have time. I get it. You still but have time, Logan. <laughs> Logan, you still got time. You still got the time, why are you, Why are you messing around, Logan? You got stuff to do. And there was <laughs> time left. I just have it. <laughs> I just have this endless need to share the things I really love with you. And I want you to like them. It's okay if you don't, but I want you to try to like them. Okay, but I've already seen episodes of no, Buffy. No, but it's not the same as sitting down and being like, okay, I'm going to try this but show. But also, I know for a fact that even if I am pleasantly surprised, maybe I've forgotten how good Buffy is, there's no way I'm going to like it so much that I'm going to watch multiple seasons of it. 
I just know we that. We watched like seven seasons of Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is great. I like Gilmore. But what if Buffy's great? Gilmore Girls is a show that was pretty much good all the way through, apart yeah. from the Netflix revival. Um, yeah, I think you can you can strike that out if mm. you wish to. I think revivals you can choose to, for them to not be canon. <laughs> I like how rule. we have these a la carte rules. That's the rule to preserve the sanctity of our yeah. favorite shows. I just oh, okay. Friends is good all the way through. No, I disagree. Can you, you watched it recently, and you said. It was good all the way through. It just wasn't as good as the beginning. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's any bad seasons. There's just seasons I don't like as much. I also think the quality does decline. Towards... True Detective. See, that's controversial. A lot of people don't like season two. It was good though. I, we thought season two was totally respectable. It's yeah. not. Season one was such a bombshell, and it was such yeah. a revelation. And it was such a. It was. At the beginning, I feel, of when TV started to get really fucking yeah. good. I mean, I've always loved TV, but I can say that there's a difference in quality between, like, you know, early seasons Buffy and, like, a true detective. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though I love shows, I can say they're not that greatly made. It was also the perfect intersection between when TV was getting really good and the reconnaissance. Yes, and true crime was really yes. becoming a huge thing. It was a perfect storm. Yeah, it was. I thought season two was good. I did as well. And season re- one and three are better than season, season three. Season three is awesome. Mahershala Ali is yes. the best. He's he's so good. He's so good. He plays so three good. different generations. He plays an old man better than I think I've ever seen yeah. anyone do it before. Or oh, what's his name? Stephen Dorff. Oh, the other dude. He was good as well. He, yeah, every. He was surprising. I didn't know he was that good. Yeah, they're not taking second-rate actors for True Detective. No. That's for sure. But um, also, that dude playing Blade is such a waste of talent. It yeah, makes me it want to shed a tear. But I do. I really do dig vampire shit. So that's a film that a no one is asking for a reboot of. B no one's ever. I don't think anyone's ever going to do it better than Wesley Snipes. That was the role he was born to play. Yeah. And C. What Don't if, take a top tier, highest caliber actor and have him play I Blade. I think he's won an Oscar now. It's just, it's yeah. a way, it's a squandering of talent. Speaking of, the Golden Globes are happening right now. And the trashy, like, <laughs> heart of mine that I have where I like that kind of thing, even though I think the awards are bullshit and like half of them are bought and paid for, like, I still get wow. a kind of like, <laughs> Hot take. ooh, what's going to happen kind of thing. <laughs> I like to see the outfits. You know why? Because I don't like any of them. So it's kind of like, who's going to make a good outfit? I'm okay. so picky. I'm always like, I don't like any of this, Justice. What are you doing? But TV shows, good all the way through. I think we've we've given yeah. sufficient it's answer to this. It's hard when you love a show so much, it's so good, and then, like, it goes on too long. It ha- yes. And yes. that's hard for me to say because I always want more. But I feel like if you're retconning a bunch of shit to make the story work still... Or you're just diluting it. it mm. It's you need to like I loved Supernatural, but once they started introducing like angels and shit, and they got to like season five and they had like hell and stuff happen, you can't really do much past that except mm. God. Yeah, and it's like they continued on for ten more seasons. Yeah. 
What season is it on now? 15, and that's it's a, the final season. That's a lot. It's when you I do, made it to season 12, oh, and I couldn't go any further. You, des- you deserve a, a, a sash. And I love that show so much that I went to conventions your, your for it. Durability yeah. for disappointments. I do need when, a sash. When things heighten it to the highest possible level, the thing that instantly jumps into my head, this is not TV, but... Um, in the Halo video games. Why did I know <laughs> that you were going to say Halo? It's to, like me, the Discovery which is in Twilight yeah. with me. It's like we always have to bring up... You know why? Because we love it. At, it. at the end of Halo 3, the Master Chief, who is the protagonist, if you don't know, is essentially trying to stop the known universe from being wiped of all life. And that is... That you can't get any higher than that. That's the that's the yeah. you know, that's the kind of acme of d- possible dangers. Where are you going to go past that? But then there was free. There's well, there's going to be free more games after that. So they had to just invent a new antagonist. Yeah. But the point being that once you've had your hero overcome that ultimate threat, you you know it's diminishing returns. What annoys me as well is when a show is set up so that it can really only kind of go one way, if that makes sense. Whether it be like a mini series or a limited series where you're really just trying to tell this one thing. And so there's two branches here I want to say. The first one is, and then they add a second season. Yes. And this first season now isn't as powerful because you've to- we've gone beyond it that It doesn't point. stand alone. Yeah. And the second branch of this is that Dexter. I'm going back to oh, it. Oh, gosh. Let it go, woman. I feel like from the very first episode, you know, it's re- like a part of it is really like he's going to get caught at some point and what is that going to be like? So the end should have been about everyone finding out, not people are about to find out. Spoilers. So he fucking runs away and lives in solitude somewhere so it doesn't get caught. It's such fucking horseshit. Okay. And it's like you ruined it. You ruined it. How could you not know that that's what everyone wanted? You know? <laughs> you have even, so much rage about I this. Just, even still, I think about it, it was such a good show. Okay. On a good network, so it was quality made, good stories. They did all the kind of like iterations of like, Someone finds out and they obviously don't like it, so they try to, they're going to like grass, grass him up or whatever. Oh, but what God. an English wow, thing to the say. Common came out of what you there. an English thing to say. Or, you know, someone finds out, but they're as crazy as him. And so he, it's like, you know, two <laughs> yeah. murderers. They did them all. They did them all. Yes. But the only possible next step was he gets found out and he either goes to prison or he gets killed. Yeah. Like, that is what happens. But they fucking fucked it for everyone, didn't they? They fucked it. And nothing will ever be the same no, again. No, it won't. In it's fact, so that's why stupid. we got Trump. The ending to Dexter <laughs> disappointed us so much that we wanted to just self-immolate. No. We wanted to pick someone who would start nuclear war. Yep. Okay. The, the, the thing about shows is there's a there's a paradox in that when we like a show and we've discovered a new show. And then we hear that the showrunner or the writer has said that they're only doing three seasons. We're always so bummed out and annoyed at that person. 
because we're saying if it's this good why wouldn't you blah 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 but then it's also very true that when a show goes on too long for its own good and grows too long in the tooth it starts to become watered down and it starts to repeat ideas and they jump the shark the thing that comes to mind for me is billions billions was really quite good i think it punched above its weight for the first couple of seasons and then it just got to a point where you could tell the writers were trying to find some way to reignite the conflict over and over again and to just kind of explore every configuration of these people being at each other's throats and once you get to that point it's very palpable as a watcher i feel like it's not you don't realize the people who are writing this don't realize how obvious it is on the other end. But once you get to that point, you'd, I really don't care about Billions anymore. And it's still going. It's going to have more. It's still yeah. good, but it's like, what are they? I mean, they're, they're against each other again now, aren't yeah. they? I mean, I did like that they eventually. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for Billions. I did like that they eventually started working together because that was like a fun little like oh they're in you know it was the only thing left to do because their dialogue against each other is you're always really good paul giamatti is like he's a gem excellent i don't know why he hasn't gotten awards and he's an actor's actor yeah and i really really like wendy as well they could be doing so much with her character but it's like they have pushed her aside a little bit they really dropped her dominatrix aspect yeah well when it got made public. She was, like, humiliated and stuff. I know, but they have really... Yeah. It's weird. I feel like she needs a storyline of her own right now. But now that they're going to be against each other again, but I don't even know I don't even know what Chuck's job is anymore. Yeah, it's, that, it's gone around in circles so much that I don't know yeah. what's going on. And it... So... That show is also, you know, by the end of the season, everything is going to be wrapped up in a neat little bow. No, they... For the past two seasons, they've started doing something strange in that... Don't you remember when we were watching one of the seasons and we were like, this feels like the end of the season, but it was halfway through the season and then they pivoted and started yeah, doing something... Yeah, but by the end of the season... <sighs> for example, in this last one, the way that... Again, spoilers. The way that Chuck... For, you know essentially um entrapped brian by by enticing him into breaking the law to oh, try and get yeah. him it just felt like it it kind of it kind of came out of nowhere as just a way to to snip this knot again by the end of the show so you could you could retire again at the the start of the next season and shows like that it just starts to feel like pop boiler writing where it's just find a way to have these people clash for 12 episodes and then quickly bring everything to a conclusion so we can wipe the slate clean next season and do it all again i feel like there's still the potential to surprise us but i don't know whether they'll take it and also it's still like good writing and the acting is really good it has a good cast yeah so it's like we will still be watching i'm surprised that some of them are still i mean they're not really been given much to do, so it surprises me that they are sticking around so long. What's that saying? Something ran, ran so something could walk or something walked so it could run. What's the saying? I don't know. You know, such and such walked so something else could run. What's I kind of know what you're talking about. I, but I, I, I need to know the saying. 
I don't think you're just gonna Google like <laughs> disconnected walked, fragments of it. So walked so could run. Okay. Okay, so the saying is he I'll, walked so we could run. That I don't think I've heard that. Billions walked so succession could yes, run. Yes. I um spoilers. For succession, yeah. probably. I wrote about this in a in a blog post recently actually when I was talking about what I've been watching and reading and playing and whatnot. Succession it's weird. Watching Succession in hindsight now makes me value billions less. Yes. It makes it seem like a worse show. Without succession, billions is like one of the best shows on TV right now or whatever. It was at one But point. then succession came along and was like, whoa, yeah. this is how you do it even better. It's like being a really fast sprinter and then Usain Bolt comes along and you realize, oh, I can't, I'm actually, I kind of suck. And it's perfect in the sense that Showtime, which is what Billions is on, and HBO, which is what Session is on, Showtime is is basically like HBO, but just not quite there. Like, yeah. what do they say? It's like, what was that thing I said yeah, the other day that I, I saw can't. where it was like, Showtime is more like more sex <laughs> and like. It's more sex and le- less less writing. Writing or something. Yeah, Showtime is like HBO's little brother. Yes. You know, it's and it has. I think to some extent, it has an inferiority complex. Yeah. Because they often try to run. They aggressively try to run counterpart shows. To like, if HBO gets a fantasy show, you know Showtime is going to follow suit because it wants to try and yeah. pretend it's up there in the in the top ranks, the A list. I have another TV question. Succession's so good, man. It is. So it's good. like a perfect show. It's just Even so the well done. Music is like ridiculous. That like yeah, the violin or whatever that you always. Okay, hear. we need to start going through these. I have some some quick ones. I have another TV one though, so you may as well say it now. Oh, okay. Um, it's a natural transition. Yeah. My questions have been lost to me. I like how you say you have it and then you don't. I know because it wasn't there. What's something that immediately makes you lose interest in a TV show or movie? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, but it's open-ended. So it's going to it's gonna scramble my brainwaves and not let me think of anything specific. You go first. Go on. Ladies first. I think stereotypes. Okay. And like shitty fucking jokes. Like, if I want like a light hearted rom commy type movie, there is there are ones that have that have like legit quality, and then there are ones that are just fucking. Let's just fucking throw all the shit on the wall and see what happens. And that's what happens. It's just like stereotype after stereotype. Shitty joke after shit. It's the kind of thing that still has like fat jokes, you know, and still has like racist fucking whatever. And it just is like, fuck you. I've got no time for you at all. Sure. Even as like a background noise, that type of thing. I think just in a general sense, something we often talk about, um, when you watch a show and it just one of those tropey things to, for example, say you're watching a, a show about a cop and he's on a case um, at the start of the show. Why do we already know what you're going to say? He's, and he's really making progress and he's uncovering something big. And he brings the evidence, you know, 
he brings the evidence to his superiors, his captain or whatever, and they just kind of like, even though he's clearly got something, they just like backhand him out the office yeah. and say, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. This is nonsense. What, you know, take your fantasies elsewhere. When they do some total, just when you think about in real life, that would have played out the exact opposite way. This makes no sense. Yeah. When they show that they're willing to have a world that doesn't follow any kind of recognizable logic or or rules or just coherence, and it really is just how can we push the, the plot forward? When shows tip their hand in that way, and they often do in the first couple of episodes, it's hard to get invested because you know the stakes aren't real you know that they are not going to be faithfully yeah. portrayed things just don't make sense i know what you mean something i hate that's actually in a lot of things is when it's like a cop or whatever or a detective and he's all fucking he's like an alcoholic or some shit and like you know he's just trying to fucking get through and i don't know i hate that <laughs> kind of like okay it's just like it's been done like why are you trying to do it again it's pretty hackneyed at this point i really and again it's in a lot of things that i actually like the cop who's like they're always trying to get him for being dirty when he's not dirty (laughs) i mean he does some things that are a bit questionable but you like him because you wish in a way it was like that so that we could actually get really get the bad guys It it happened with luther bosch like you know, sure. I'm sure more. John McLean. Yeah, John McLean. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say as well. Talking of Showtime, this is very. This is their bag. Having just random tits in episode one <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I mean HBO does that as well, but I just feel to like... show you, stick around. You might see some sex in this show. Yeah. I do feel like Showtime does it, though. Like you were saying about the inferior, it's like they're saying, we can do what HBO does, but they just go too far, yeah. almost. Not that I mind. It's so funny how the currently in Vogue is showing flaccid penises. Yeah. Like every show has to find some way to show you a soft dick. And it's Maybe not that- shocking anymore at all. <laughs> it's been done so many times in it such a short period much. of time that it almost has no effect whatsoever. And you can feel, you can almost feel the people making the show where they're like, they're kind of scrunched up in their tents and they're thinking like, oh, this is going to be a big moment when they see this dick come past the camera. And as a viewer, having become so desensitized to it because it has been done repeatedly in recent years, it just, just that flaccid dick just flies on by. But you're not thinking of it, you're thinking of it as you. As a woman, it's kind of like about time, you know? Okay. And it's kind of like... <laughs> sure. It's it's kind of good about as well time. to know that, like, the naked things that they choose to show this episode isn't the tits okay. or even the whatever, like, any part of the woman, you just see the guy. And it's kind of like, all right, this is different. Mm. It's nice to see something different if they are going to show naked bodies. Yeah, Okay. I kind of see what you're saying. I just feel like whenever nudity is employed in a really cheap and crass and opportunist way, where it is literally we want to show you this character naked, so here's a random scene of them getting changed for work. Yeah. That really bugs me because it shows that they're not taking the material seriously. I know what you mean. 
And you could, I'm sure the argument is that, but that is what she would be doing. Mm. And for us to not show it would seem silly. But it's like. But you chose no, to have this scene where cho- she's changing. You, we don't need to see her yeah. changing. It's like in the book. Do we need to see her picking an outfit every day? Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> but you want to like describe her breasts or you want to fucking show describe her. Describe them. Pubic hair or whatever. They were a teardrop shape. Yeah. <laughs> she had supple nipples and almost no areolas whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, the, as we've talked about before, just a really obvious one is any kind of action scene where there's a million cuts for no reason. Yeah. The Witcher had a really good sword fight in episode one or two. Yeah. Where it's almost one one shot. There's like a few hidden cuts, but it's... I actually feel like all his fights up until the last episode we watched yeah, were good. But that one in particular where he's fighting these guys in a in in the middle of a town and they're kind of hypnotized by this, this woman. Um, that was really, really good. I was very impressed by that. That was one of the things that really... Because I didn't come into the show with high hopes or high expectations. That was one of the things that made my... You know, my ears perk up and I and sit forward in my seat and be like, "Oh, we might actually have something here." Yeah. But then I I would say the show has never really hit that level of quality again. It's had some good yeah. fight scenes, but it has reverted back to the millions of cuts. I wouldn't say it's millions. Showing things from weird angles, especially when you put it up against like I don't know what, but some shit. Yeah, that there's we've some watched. really bad action out there. I never used that. No, I think I never used to think about it but the more stuff i've watched where there's like longer fight scenes or where the fight scenes actually kind of mean something and it's not just mindless whatever i kind of liken it to the nakedness it's like if it's going to have all these jumps it's the same as why are we seeing her get changed do you know what i mean if you're not okay like because i feel if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. Yeah, like, we're watching this fight scene, but we're not really. We're watching a bunch of jumps. We're watching a bunch of facial expressions as they get hit with whatever. I really like, I've come to like that one-shot style or, like, that yes. John Wick-esque-ness of things where you can see everything it's because just they're better. really doing it. Yeah. Or there's, like, movie magic, but it looks like they're really doing it. And they're not cutting away 100 million times. And I've come to really like that. So now when there are cuts, I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, you can't go back. Just talk about the fact that there was a fight scene, because that would be more fucking interesting. Yeah. It's just a way... I honestly just tune out during any kind of uh, fight scene where you can't even tell what's going on. It just... It just goes through me. There's, I almost yeah. feel like there's no point. It's a waste of there my time. Isn't. Okay, let's go through. Let's do some quick ones. Okay. What would be some accurate taglines for months of the year? Oh. January. When the whole world wants you to diet, but you don't give a fuck. Wow. I don't give a fuck about your diet, Susan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do February. Wait, for January, you could have January. It's somehow going to be even colder than December. No, because February is actually the coldest I know. month. February so... could be the same oh. thing. Well, I was trying to do something different yeah, for each yeah. one. Um, February is like just when you thought it was cold, <laughs> your fucking nose is going to fall off. Your testicles have become numb and unfunctional. 
March makes me think of Easter, so... <laughs> March for us is March. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> Yo, shorty. It's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. Um, April. It's no longer your birthday, and you're sad as fuck <laughs> that you're a year older. <laughs> May. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. June. It's, oh, here. It's, it's here. It's here. It's here. here. July. What happened? <laughs> Did we go to Mars when I was asleep? August. August. Kill me now. Kill me. <laughs> I am so thirsty and I don't know what clothes are anymore. I need air. September. I, I didn't realize I could sweat this much. Yeah. September is like, you know what? September feels like the beginning of the year for me because... I was in school for so long. Right. And I kind of like that idea. It kind of feels new. And it's finally the end of hell summer. Mm. And so I feel like you can start to breathe again a little bit. And you know that October's coming. And October <laughs> is the best month. Yes. It's the best month. It's pretty good. Because autumn is there. Halloween is there. and it And it's before winter. So it's like cold but you still have like a little bit of like sunshine that doesn't make you hot but it it just makes you not freeze right okay it's like perfect october is the perfect month september and october are probably my favorites or october and november and then or september i guess could be school back to school i guess november is like break out the heavy coat the gloves the scarves the hats It's not a good tagline, though, is it really? Close? You're not even very good at this. November could be. <laughs> November could be like. I didn't train to be a copywriter for months. Yeah. For the for the month corporation. And December's like get excited because once Christmas Day actually comes, it's a bit sad. I can't believe you shit on my taglines and that was your one. You're well, gonna leave us with. You were just gonna be like Christmas. <laughs> Wow. Okay. What's the most ridiculous thing you've ever bought? I'm going to go first. All right. Recently, (laughs) we bought canisters of thin air. (laughs) (laughs) So we were watching Shark Tank, of all things. But I have always wanted to try this. Talking about a show that has gone downhill. Yeah. Now this on season 10 or whatever. Um, Or maybe we've just lost patience with these douchebags. Yeah. But anyway. They get more insufferable the more. Like now that Mark knows he's the shit. Yeah. He acts like a fucking. The funny thing is Mr. Wonderful has become more likable. Yeah, he has. Because he's mellowed out and he's not trying to perform as much. He still has those moments. Yeah. But he has more real moments now. Anyway. There was a product where it was one of those, you, you know, canisters of oxygen, handheld ones, or you put it to your mouth and inhale. And I personally have, I don't know why, but I've always been intrigued. I always wanted to go to an oxygen bar. Me too. Um, I've also always been very intrigued by the idea of flavored oxygen. Yeah. Um, like menthol cigarettes? I, I guess. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> They're horrible, by the way. That's because you're an ex-smoker. Yeah. Take that. You know, when I was at, I went to like a family thing a few months ago and there were a bunch of them were smoking and I was outside with them while they were smoking. And now there's these menthol cigarettes where like 
It's a regular cigarette, but if you want to activate the menthol, you can just like squeeze the nib or whatever. So what? you can smoke it either way. Okay. It's like, so the technology for cigarettes is like, we're talking about the difference right. in technology. It's like, wh- I was really fucking like, whoa. About Evidently. This. I hated menthol cigarettes though, so. Um, you were big into cloves. No, they don't have those here. I bet they do. I'm sure they do. They might now, but they didn't then. Not back in the 60s. I smoked when I was a teenager. It was the 90s. You were smoking roll-ups. I'm so old. With your grotty I did when there was nothing else. Beneath the bridge at night. I was going to say something then that you would never forgive. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'll take it to my grave. I continue I, about the oxygen. I just, I need to know. <laughs> no. I'm going to quiz you off air. I can't. I'm going to hold you down off air. with red hot pincers. I'm going to torture that. That's horrible. That answer out of you. You said that so solemnly, like you would never. I may have told you. I doubt I've told you. You that. would never you forgive would me never. for this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we saw that on Shark Tank. And you said you'd already wanted, always wanted yeah. to try it. And I, I try. I looked up to see if we could get that particular one. We couldn't. It's like a US brand. Wait, before you say. Okay. And I had wanted to try it ever since I woke up from an operation once, and they gave me oxygen because I was have. I started to have a panic attack. Sure. And it was so nice. <laughs> it was so nice. Okay. She took it away from me really quickly. Like right. after she saw that my oxygen. I don't know how they tested, but. You, I guess you're hooked up to something. And she was like, your oxygen levels are fine now. And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> can I have some more? And she won't give me any more. Please, sir, can but, I have some more? Yeah, but ever since then, I've wanted to go to an oxygen yeah. bar. It's just a very cool kind of, I don't know why. I think of it as being kind of early 2000s. Like, it, they were big then, I want to say. Yeah, not possibly. I don't know why. It just has a cool kind of vibe to it to me. But anyway couldn't get the one we saw so we found that there was a british company that did them and we ordered one <laughs> and at first okay. i feel like the first couple of like pumps of it or whatever you want to call it i felt like i could feel like something was hitting my face as i kind of sucked it in or whatever your face your, you know what i mean like i could mouth. feel the air sort of but okay. i don't know if that was real i don't know if i just uh, thought i was gonna feel that so i felt it okay but after i did that a few times like three times i couldn't feel it anymore (laughs) it felt like there was nothing there yeah and i got absolutely no benefit from it at all yeah i they tell you to take whatever five to eight uh inhalations and i did that and i felt truly nothing at all um and I, we did it. We tried it several times, different days. I was gonna say we tried it at different times when we were feeling tired because it's meant to like perk you up. Yeah, I thought there was or... gonna be a fractional increase in my focus and alertness. Yeah, and or like you said that it would just kind of you know give you make you feel a slightly more awake. Because some people were like it helps with anxiety or like it helps with your migraines. Yeah. So I tried it when I had a migraine and it didn't do anything. Yeah, and so we got the first canister, and they say that it's supposed to give you a hundred breaths, and it was depleted within 20 or 25 yeah i mean i would say that there wasn't even anything in there (laughs) but for sure it definitely felt like there was for sure nothing in there after 20 yeah it was there's definitely something in there because when you press the the 
lever the trigger you can hear the gas escaping yeah i guess but anyway so we, we they sent us another one we tried that one as well and there was still no effect no. so samantha's it's theory a scam. It's a scam. is that it's a scam and i think all those reviews are fake reviews or placebo effects it, it, it is a real reputable company that we bought it from um so i really don't think it's a scam because I, also i don't think it costs that much to put oxygen in a can so i don't know what no but if you if some people, not everyone, if you can get away with not doing yeah. it, then they'll But you can do also it. test, so there's ways to test whether oxygen's coming out. It makes fire burn more intensely. Uh, um, there should be some left in that. We haven't yeah, done that a hundred times. The second one we haven't used all the way. Um, I mean, we have, because there's nothing in there, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. still would like to go to an actual real oxygen bar. Like, I don't know how, how it's set uh, up. Honestly, just give me the fucking oxygen mask and let me fucking... I have no interest in going to an oxygen bar anymore. I feel like I've tried it. I've ticked that thing off the the list of things I want to uh, try and it didn't work and I'm <laughs> I'm willing to move past it. I think it would be de- dependent on how it's set up. If they just give you things like that. Yeah. And you can't No, in tell. an oxygen bar, I think you have like either a mask... Or one of those things where it's like the little tube under your nose. Like they'd have to be disposable. Yeah, ones, I don't know how it works, but it's a. I think it's a constant stream of oxygen that you're receiving. That's what I would want to try. That might be better, but I'm not willing to spend any more money. I mean, this wasn't expensive; it was like fifteen pound. But I'm not willing to go out of my way to spend more money to try this thing yeah. that already hasn't worked. But yeah, I did feel pretty stupid when it didn't work. And I was just thinking, we just bought a, a canister of air. Yeah. And it did nothing. And it did nothing. <laughs> I don't even think we bought a canister of air. If, well, there must be something in there. I think it was just an empty can. Maybe there was something in there that like make made it make a sound. Yeah, yeah air. No, besides that <laughs> <laughs> Some little speaker that makes the hiss noise. Yeah. What a weird way to spend money to save money. So, okay, do you well, have any other ridiculous things yeah. that you've ever bought? Scour your memory banks. Yeah. Any ridiculous pieces things. of clothing that just were stupid and you regret it instantly? I remember a few years ago when platform shoes came back in. Right. And I've always liked platform shoes. I am a child of the 90s. Um, and I really like 90s fashion. And so I was like, oh, yeah. And I remember seeing these particular platform shoes. And I don't really wear high shoes ever. I don't like them. Don't like high heels or stilettos. Can't walk in them. They're uncomfortable. Platform shoes are a bit different in, in that you're high all the way across. So it's not as hard. It's not as uncomfortable. Um, but I underestimated <laughs> how, even though I knew they were going to be like three or four inches or whatever they were, I think I underestimated what that meant, if that makes sense. Because they came and they were so high. And instead of like really testing them out, I don't know if you remember this, we lived in London. Yeah. I walked to the post office, which right. is what, a mile, three quarters of a yeah, mile. Um, and obviously then stood in the post office for like 10 minutes in the queue because it was always really busy. By the time I'd kind of got out of the post office, I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get an Uber the three quarters of a Monica-esque mile. Monica esque. Yeah. Poor choice of, of new shoes. Yeah. And 
that type of thing is just like, why? Did you accidentally buy stilts? <laughs> yeah. You're you're lording over people at six foot nine. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah that was pretty stupid. Because sometimes you do things and you think, no, it'll be fine, or wear them in, or whatever, and I'll practice, and I'll only wear them for certain occasions. But then it's so impractical, mm. especially if you're not someone who wears heels. Yeah. I also that was a period where I just I bought a lot of shoes. I was very much like. I've never really had that good shoes. Like, I would try to get good other things, but the shoes would always f- come last. And I was like, I really just want, like, a collection of shoes. Not, like, loads, just, like, four pairs or something. <laughs> and I bought, like, what? just really uncomfortable shoes. Yeah. Like, do you remember those ones that I had to get, like, the stitching? They were, like, really nice bluey-green color. Kind. I don't know if they were Doc Martens, but... They were like Doc Martin shoes, Adjacent. not boots, but they were so stiff and uncomfortable. Yeah. They made my heat, like the back of my heels bleed. It was just not great, man. But you yeah. try them anyway for some stupid reason. Yeah. You got to experiment. I'm sure I've bought actual stupid things, but I can't think. And now you're a full blown sneakerhead, right? Yeah. You're big into buying those vintage Yeezys. Oh, God. The On the cro- secondary the market. The Croc what? Yeezys. That's where you. He's got like those oh, he weird, does? yeah, they're basically Crocs. But is it like an official crossover with Crocs? No, no, no. It's they just, just look like Crocs? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's move. You give me the next question. Give me oh, okay. quick fire one. Quick fire. Quick fire. Hey, dude, give me that quick fire. That's a thing that. My what, other one, one second. Go on. I love how you just completely oblivious it's to the fact I that I'm talking. It's because I always started talking in my brain. I was really focused on the, the Don't text. you love how in old... I feel like it was a really a big thing in 80s and 90s sci-fi movies where they would make up some fake name for a drug. Yeah. Like, Quickfire is taking the nation by storm. And it would clearly be some kind of crack equivalent or some kind of PCP thing. Yeah. But they'd have to make up some cool new name for it. They do that in, like... When I watch something like Chicago PD, there's always like a new gang who's like yeah. <laughs> mixing fentanyl with something or other, and they call it like Red Dragon. Yes, like It'll fuck Scorpio. You up. Yeah. Like it's always got this really stupid name. The kids are getting high on jolt balls. <laughs> or it's like a picture, a little picture sticker on the bag, sure. and it's like doesn't even have a name. It's just it doesn't even have a name. Yeah. Okay. Which body part do you wish you could detach and why? Um, this is a, I feel like this is a, a question fraught with strains and embarrassing answers. <laughs> I don't know. My head, I guess. Why? Because that's, that's kind of the master key for seeing your body from every different vantage like say i wanted to see what it looks like you know the underneath of my feet look like when i'm lying down or i just want to see what my back looks like when i'm standing up straight if you take off your head then you can put it wherever you need to look okay also your head could go places where your body wasn't like if you needed to get through a small opening in a wall yeah or you need to look around a corner to see if someone was coming you could take your head off and just (laughs) like (laughs) or as a last-ditch weapon, you could just throw it at them like a bowling ball. Bite them in midair. What's wrong with you? I'm inventive. I have two answers. 
One, my vagina. I thought you were going to say pussy. And um, I appreciate your delicacy and your tact. <laughs> I thought I could see it cresting your lips. I really thought you were just going to throw it out there like an emphatic, yeah. like... Let me tell you why. Because it's such a pain. So, like, this is an example. Having sex, I like to have a shower after sex. <laughs> I like to use the shower head. I like to detach the shower head and, you know. No doubt. Wash myself. Okay. I'm with you so far. Because I don't, not even just after sex, but the after sex is a prime example of like a need. Yeah. A for sure need to do that. Because we'd be if, getting messy, yo. Yeah, because I feel like when you have a shower and you don't... You know people that have showers and they just stand under the shower and they mm. don't detach the head and they're a woman? The water's not necessarily getting... Especially, I would say, especially if you're a fat woman. Right. The water's not necessarily getting all the places it needs to be. I'm not saying you have to put the water inside you. Okay. I feel like some people might think that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. But I like to, you know... And a prime example of that is like when we've gone to hotels, when we've gone away. Okay. If we go to like a travel lodge or whatever, you can't detach the shower head. It's like a fixed thing. And there's no bath because right. it's a travel lodge. And we have like the basic room or whatever. And so I'm like, this isn't going to do. This isn't going to work for me. No. So in those moments, I'd like to detach my vagina and put it in the sink. In the sink? You know what I mean? Like... If there was no bath, or just run the shower, put it up to the shower head and like... Or just get one of those bottle brushes and just kind of <laughs> jam it in there. No, do not do that. Um, um, interesting. So that would be my reason for detecting... You had two, you said. Another reason is that... Don't know where you go from there. I get very hot. Okay. And I'd like to... Take hold off it, your skin. Hold it up in the air and just air it out. You know? Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying there was a second body part you would... Uh, I was talking about my vagina still. The second would be my legs. Because I get restless leg syndrome at night. Interesting. And I can't sleep. So just take them off and put them down by the side of the bed? And I have to like, yeah. <laughs> and I have to like, it's usually just in one leg at a time, thankfully. Right. And so I have to, like, lie in a position on my front and then rest my leg that's not irritable on top of my leg that is irritable to hold it down, to stop it from feeling like that really shaky, horrible feeling or that dead feeling that it feels. And it's just a pain. You can't fall asleep. It just sucks. Yeah. So I'd like to detach my legs. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. What are you detaching? Oh, yeah, your head. Next question. Uh, if I was a boy, I'd like to detach my penis. All I really need to detach my penis, I'm always saying to you, if I was a boy, I'd just put my dick in the sink. <laughs> in like hot soapy water? Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess. Like if you didn't want to, if you didn't have time for a full shower, you could just put your dick in the sink. That wouldn't be the quickest, best way to clean it. Yes, it would. In haste. It would. Just get some baby wipes, yo. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, you know. What's a common experience for many people that you've never experienced? And how do you think it would affect you? I'm going to go first. Oh, I, I don't know how so. to drive. I've never tried to learn mm. how to drive. Um, I don't... I really have no desire to learn. And I think if I did 
start driving a car, I would be constantly petrified I was going to hit someone. Yeah. Because it's so easy to hit someone. Also, you can hit someone when it's not even your fault. They also, can just run out into the street. Also, I don't have enough trust in other people to not hit yeah. me or to not fuck up. And then I would, I'm a type of person who like, some not always, but I second guess myself because people make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. And so I could Im- just imagine like someone hitting me and then blaming you, blaming me, and then like. You know what I mean? That's why you got to have a dash cam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just too much responsibility. I don't want to take other people's lives into my hands in that yeah. way. And I think you fig- I think people who have been driving for 20 years forget that that is what you're doing. It's like autopilot, which is dangerous, yeah. man. I do understand I, in an abstract way and can appreciate how people say it's fun to go on a long drive like it gives you freedom and yeah. confidence that's what my mum's always sure. saying i'm like all she, right is she working like, for big auto yeah trying to trying to coin a marketing slogan i do like the idea of being able when you want something late and if not yeah. many things are open or like you can't get something delivered and you need to just go out like the idea of being able to jump in a car and do it driving that's at ideal. night seems so scary though yeah I've been with people where they're driving around those, you know, country lanes. It's terrifying. Where there's no light whatsoever. And there's so many, like, switchbacks and, like, weird corners. And so you aren't going to see someone. You're not going to see the headlights until they're right on top of you. I just feel like I would have an anxiety attack. Yeah. Because you'd almost think it's just a matter of time before something goes wrong. Um, What was the second part of your question? How do you think it would affect you? If I did it? Yeah. Oh. Mine is flying. Okay. I've never been on a plane. Ah, uh, yes. And to go hand in hand with that, I've been to Paris, but I've never been anywhere else. Right. And so it doesn't feel like I've traveled. Does yeah. that make sense? Like I've only, like, I don't want to say I've only been to Paris because it's a huge thing. But especially someone living in England you'd think maybe I'd gone to, like, a bunch of European places, but... Because they're right there. Yeah. It doesn't work that way when you live here, though, unless, Not when you know... Boris Johnson builds the wall yeah. across the, the the channel. So I think maybe going on a plane and travelling, mm. I feel... Have you thought about what it would be like to be on a plane? Yeah, I was thinking about it just the other day, actually. I think it would be terrifying no mm. matter what. I think <laughs> okay. I would be scared not only of like yeah i would be scared of all the things that can go wrong it crashing in some way someone hijacking it someone just doing something crazy and everyone freaking out because that's what happens you know Mm. having a panic attack so bad that i can't calm down and it freaks other people out i worry about that (laughs) the air marshal tases you yeah like um (laughs) The plane getting lost, like that plane that got lost. lost a few years ago, and they never fucking found it. Sure. That plane crashed. The Malaysian flight? Yeah, they never found it. I think they did find parts no, of the reading, wreckage. I was reading about... They didn't find any parts whatsoever? The one that had 200 people on, I think it was the Malaysian one. Yeah. I was reading a Reddit thread about it, and there, and it was like after the loop. It was like, what happened? Yeah, sure. See, what actually happened with that thing? <laughs> yeah. And um, they were basically like... The pilot did some really crazy shit. Like he, oh, man. he like um, 
took weird flight paths and at okay. one point flew over his hometown or something. Oh, no. And then... That's not good. Yeah, he was obviously, like, suicidal or something. But Oof. had absolutely no indication in his life that anything crazy was going on. But, yeah, that's it. But they didn't find anything? No, I must be thinking of a different case. Yeah, though. I think didn't two around the same There's time? Been, like, I feel like we happened. pay more attention to it now. Yeah. But, yeah, that is apparently a real phenomenon of airline pilots committing suicide yeah. by crashing into the side of a mountain or something. With, like, the people on the... Pl- like, why can't that's they just, just hide, like, take a plane... Or just shoot you yourself in the head. You've got access to planes. Why can't you just take one without people? Jump off a bridge. It's just, it's so unspeakably horrific. Yeah. So those yeah. are my fears. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. I really, really want to go places. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm so, and the thing is, yeah. if I was going somewhere like closer, so I could get a ferry or something, I'm equally, if not more, terrified of that. Because I don't like the sea. You don't want to drown. And I don't want to drown. Ideally, you, I think you some- don't want to drown. No. I think sometimes if you're going to be in a plane crash, you'd probably pass out as the plane was crashing, plummeting, and then you probably die on impact yeah. so you wouldn't know. But drowning can be slower. You could be sinking, trying to get to the top, yeah, and then you... Yeah. And that's... Suffocating is my worst fear. Yeah. And I've always, always, always had dreams of drowning had some recently yeah me too and so that's a barrier for me in terms of traveling the not the (laughs) biggest barrier but yeah i i i I have a second one but now it's going to seem ridiculous compared to these like life and death problems it's funny when we watch hot ones on youtube yeah which if you don't know is a is a, a talk show where they have celebrities on and they eat spicy wings in a ascending order of spiciness yeah, to the point the- where it becomes debilitating. Mm-hmm. I have eaten almost no spicy food of any kind throughout my entire life. I don't like spicy food. How do you know you don't like it though? Because I have had it. I've had mild spicy oh, okay. food, like mild curries. I just don't enjoy it. But yeah. I, ha- I will say there are times when I watch that show when there is a part of me, an impulsive, reckless part of me, that wants to buy one of these bottles of hot sauce and just eat a spoonful of it. A spoonful? Not a spoonful, but like just have it to have the hot sauce. Yeah. Because I really, when I see them going through that, they're sweating and crying and there's like snot dripping down and they're like, they get up and they pace around. I you can't just, imagine seeing you You like see that. these kind of really exaggerated reactions and there's a part of me that, because I've never experienced even the lesser version of that, I do kind of want to see whether I could handle it. Yeah. So, that's and so that's crazy. why I've got <laughs> Mad Dog 357. Dab bomb. Dab bomb. The last dab, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah, okay. Is it your, I think it's your question yeah. now. Let's evolve. We're only going to get a few more in, so pick. I only have a couple. Pick carefully. Left. Mm, Let's try yeah. and get through them. Okay. Sharpishly. What's invisible but you wish you could see it? Um Well Racism. I wish that I could see the disgusting fog of racism hovering over our society. I don't even think I'm gonna allow this joke. <laughs> We're cutting this joke People out. People didn't see the face expression I adopted, <laughs> the weird like pompous kind of self righteous. Yeah. Um 
like an undergraduate who's just discovered the injustice of the world and needs to tell everyone about it. I don't know. You know what I was thinking the other day? I'm not going to say the context, but I think it would be a salutary change in the way that people think about this. If they added some harmless, totally benign, has no effect on your body, chemical to cigarettes that made their cigarette smoke a colour that lingered in the room it was in. Yeah. Because I think people are so unbelievably laissez-faire about smoking around other people. Yeah. You're literally letting out poisonous, carcinogenic fumes into an enclosed space of other people. And this idea that I can just, you know, blow out the window or whatever, that's not how smoke works. It's just not. It's getting into wherever it's getting into. It spreads. It goes in directions you don't expect because of wind and whatever. And I think if people could see cigarette smoke, especially people who do really disgraceful things and shameful things like smoke around their kids in an enclosed space, I think that would completely change. If you could see it hanging in the air and it was some really like striking, um, alarming red color or whatever... I think that would comp- that would be a paradigm shift about how we think about it. And I think that would be great, honestly. Okay. Don't, don't ask me questions if you don't want me to give Well, I answers. know the context of where this came <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, what's your answer, Missy? Um, what's invisible, but you wish you could see it? Don't make me shake you. Why would you shake me? Because I might have to shake the answer out of you. They were shaking supper. You don't want to have shaken Saba syndrome. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, what's invisible but you wish you could see it? How did you not think of answers to your own questions? Because that's dumb. I want to be in the moment. What would I think? Did you think of the answers before you asked? Some of them. That's weird. I didn't uh, think of them, but like when I read the question, something comes to mind. And then when I read the question again, it comes to mind again. I know what you're saying. Okay, Give me go a break. on. Okay. <laughs> what's invisible but you wish you could see Probably whether this doesn't really count because it's more kind of it's not really like a literal thing, but maybe the ability to like see if someone feels a certain way, like if you're talking to someone new, mm. maybe colour around them changes dependent on whether they're like into it or not so their skin is like a mood ring yeah all the air, like the an air aura? around the, the, yeah like the mm. aura is like yeah so it's like some people claim to be able to see auras yeah <laughs> but like so, roll. so this would work in lots of contexts yeah sometimes when you think that like Sometimes I think you're, like, annoyed with me or whatever. But you're, like, I'm not. I'm just, like, in a strange mood or whatever. I'm just aloof. But maybe your aura would be pink because you do like to be near me and you, like, are happy to be near me, but you're just doing your own thing. But if it's a new person, you'd also know, like, am I totally, like, does this person just not want to know and I'm just trying to make a friend and they don't care? Yeah. And it'd go all the way along, like... It'd work for, like, dating and stuff as well. Sure. Yeah, that's a really good idea. But but okay. not in place of consent. 
<laughs> she was pink, I swear. I swear. Because yeah, that's dangerous. Just what as kind an of pink? indication. Salmon? Maybe you wouldn't be able to use it in sexual context. Maybe it would just be um, new friends yeah. or like like you would only use it if you've just met a person or like in a job interview right. or something. I don't know. There's not very It bridges out. the gap between the time when you meet someone and the time when you understand their emotional states. Yeah. And or like if they're just, you know, someone's kind of, they think they're kind of, I don't know, like you're really confused about whether this person wants yeah. to be talking to you or not. You meet some people who are very inscrutable and sphinx-like, where you can't tell from their face. It's very, they don't have strong emotional reactions on their face. Yes. Which I feel like I am a bit like that. Yeah, because you come across as aloof. Yes. For sure. And some people do kind of come across as like aloof or like not caring, but really maybe they're just anxious yeah. or they don't know what to say or they've got something going on. And like in those, I really, yeah, because sometimes it's really difficult to read. And it's kind of like not everyone is open to you being really forthright with like, because I'm a happy person that might just be like, are you, are you into this? Because yeah. if you're not, that's totally okay. Are you mad at me? Are you mad? I am a person who says things like, are you mad at me? What's going on? Oh, you are. So like... <laughs> But not everyone likes that, and then that yeah. could just make them bottle up even more. Yeah, because it almost so, seems confrontational when you ask someone bluntly. Yeah, but obviously I don't mean it confrontationally. Yeah. I mean it in a very kind of pure, let's just talk, yeah. like, just let me know if let's you're into this or not kind of thing. This would also be really good with animals. Yeah, It's so hard to tell, like, our cat Rudy, it's so hard to tell sometimes when he just... Is re- he's angry and he doesn't want to be touched because he just looks the same he's as he normally does. He's such a little fuck sometimes. Like, he's so loving and, like, he comes over to you and it's clear. He, like, headbutts you because he really wants to be stroked. And he's like, yeah, meow, meow. He even looks at you and he's like, meow, meow. <laughs> and it's so cute. And you stroke him and then he's just, like, swipe. Or he just, like, bites you. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Why did you do that? What are you actually thinking right now? You know, cats, I think, are very capricious in that they will change emotional state very, very rapidly without warning and without any kind of rhyme or reason. I do appreciate that about cats, though, in a sense, because I feel like I can be like that. Mm. Like, I'm very much the type of person who, like, could have an argument with someone and then two seconds later, everything's fine. Right. And I can switch you can shake the emotional etch sketch yeah. and get back to and I feel like, blank. Yeah, and I feel like some people can't and they need longer to kind of... Yeah. Next question. Okay. What's the weirdest thing you found lying on the ground or by the side of the road? Did we ask this question last time? We did not. The weirdest thing you found lying on the side You're of tapping the road. your nose like you're trying to type something out in Morse code. And I don't know I Morse am, code. I don't know why. People sometimes do this when, you know, when they wear foundation. They yeah. can't just like scratch because it will come up. They do this to kind of get rid of the itch. Sure. But I'm not wearing any makeup. Interesting. It felt nice. You what should it, know because you like the kind of tapping. I do. I um, like. I was AS, tapping with my nail. I like it? ASMR videos where, you, where someone's tapping on your face. Yeah. Okay. What if you would what? send in a Morse code message? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I swallow my own tongue. No, that's pu- horrific. You have to pull it out with pincers. What if you were typing out a Morse code message of help me listeners, I'm being held hostage, <gasps> and they can't see it, 
No. That's why this should have been a video podcast. I should have done it on the microphone. Don't. What? I. Is that going to hurt people's ears? I'll hurt your ears. <laughs> I'll box your ears. <laughs> if you keep up with this rapscallionry. You've gone mad. Anyway, go on. We'll see. Did you, what? Did you answer to my question? Oh, I thought you had an answer. Oh, I have an answer oh. if you want me to go first. I'll, I'll go first. No. I don't know my answer. Um, <laughs> so you just, just want... Just let me think, You just want to man. jump into the breach without any kind of plan of action. The weirdest thing I've seen on the ground. Like what's something... Probably just... like a condom in the weird... I found... <sighs> I've seen a lot of condoms in the world, especially living in London. Uh, and they're just like honestly in the middle of the street. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you get there? <laughs> did someone forget that they had it on or something what? and then they just was like this is really uncomfortable i'm gonna have to get rid of it <laughs> or in the middle of the night did they have sex in the street yeah, that's like, more likely i think that's pretty wild it's so disgusting it is disgusting it's it's ghastly i would say why can't you just take it with you and get rid of it somewhere else it's grim there's a bin like four feet away sure um, i think it's kind of like a cavalier like fuck you society I'll just throw this disgusting thing on the ground so people know that I'm a I'm a rebel without a cause. There was a lot of things like that in London. Mm. Dolls heads. That's what one of my answers is in the part this is not in London, but you are right. You do often see odd things just left uh. as refuse besides the road in London. <laughs> in in the park near us where we live, one time I just found a a, a little doll a little baby doll mm. with like parts of its body pulled off and it was like all filthy and like scratched up and stuff That's sad. and it was just like sitting in the middle of the path <laughs> and i really felt like someone was gonna jump out of the bushes and stab me to death like this was <laughs> don't say those words this was That's some horrible. kind of ritual that i had yeah. to i had to speak to the baby before i died what is fucking wrong i had with to you? give it my last words for this it to is eat horrible. like manna from the heavens oh it feasts on the sorrows of the nearly dead. I could write a film about this. I don't this. want it to feast on you. Do you have any other oddities that you've encountered? Mm. It is weird. Isn't it weird when you just... This is like a shoe. Yeah. Like, well, it must have just been a drunken thing there. But how could you lose your shoe and not go back? Because you're drunk. Yeah, but I, for example, you could lose... You know, you, you could drop your jacket at some point, And if you're still wearing, you know, you've got a T-shirt on, so you're not bare. But if you lose a shoe, you're walking on dirty pavement. Yeah, but the idea is you're so drunk you don't care. Yeah. My brother's lost his shoes when he's been drunk before. Interesting. Um, Will he appreciate you sharing that? He said to it world? to me in front of people just the other day. <laughs> so I don't think he cares. He's secretly proud of uh, his... They were new as well. His debauches. Um... I have a pretty good one. Go on. I'm not going to lie to you. So, we used to get the school bus to and from my secondary school. Yeah. And f surprisingly often, I have to say, it would break down on the way home. Like halfway there. Yes. There, there'd be some kind of engine trouble or that something would happen. To us as well. and it's it like they gave all the schools the shit buses. The, well, I, I imagine they did. Yeah. And. One of the times it broke down, it we were like it usually it'd be like halfway between the school and home, and then it's weird. Oftentimes they wouldn't even be like wait around. We're going to bring a replacement bus. It would just be kind of like the bus is done, yeah. like it, you know. So which you'd is, have to walk home basically, which is weird because it's all people underage. Yeah, they're just kicking off. 
So you just have like a, a mass exodus yeah. of 13 year olds walking in all directions. But I need to, anyway, one time this happened, we had to walk the rest of the way home. And as we were walking, we we're just walking on a normal street. Um, like quite, I remember it being quite, there was like grass and there was like trees and stuff. It was like not a, it was like a, a fairly nice looking street and it was biased by we're walking past um, a big supermarket on one side. And just in the middle of the street was a big fat double-ended dildo. Just lying there like a snake in waiting. Really? Like really big. Like <laughs> what, it, it had what some, color was it? had some heft to it. I don't remember. Maybe red, I want to say. Oh, yeah. But that might just be a after-the-fact supposition. Yeah. And obviously this was hilarious to us, and we kicked it about. I feel like it'd be funny <laughs> now, even. Like, now we spent a while just laughing in, and kicking it around and just <laughs> trying to figure out how this possibly could have got here. You knew here. what it was? Yeah, of course. We were like 14 all right, Did we know what it was? I don't know. You, you think we're going to pick it up and take it home as like a piece of avant-garde art? Pass. Pass. <laughs> Say less. Um, and yeah, so we, we just couldn't figure out because it wasn't the street we were walking down wasn't a residential street. Like I said, it was right next to a supermarket and it was right by a um, a busy road. And Maybe someone threw it out the car window. That raises more questions yeah. than answers i dare say yeah i don't know we just couldn't figure out how it got there and it was just very funny and very bizarre and inexplicable maybe it actually got thrown out in a bin but like it <laughs> fell out of the bin at some point and then someone else was kicking it around and they kicked it all the way to the supermarket this is a, a tendency Samantha has that is I have this to, one of these things that you don't like no I actually find it very darling about you mm. but it, ha, it needs to be addressed Samantha has this tendency when she doesn't know the answer to something to just create these kind of long elaborate fanciful stories you'll I say don't to think her that was elaborate or long I found a light bulb on the floor in the bedroom what's it doing there and she'll say oh I don't know I don't know how that I don't know how that possibly could have got there <laughs> could it maybe have like <laughs> Upstairs in their apartment, they lost a light bulb and then they thought it might be ours. So they put it through our letterbox and then Rudy didn't know what a light bulb was. So he picked it up and he brought it into our bedroom and then he sat there waiting for us to find it. And maybe we need to bring it back upstairs to them because it's their light bulb. Is that, you know, that type of thing. So she'll just create this kind of cockamamie <laughs> fantasy in her head about how this could have come to be. I have you know at least half of the time they're very logical steps as to how oh, something could have happened. They're really not. That was a bit too, you know, sometimes I do say things that like <laughs> seem crazy, but most of the time they actually could have happened, but you just don't like the fact that I made it up and it you don't know if it's true. You think <laughs> it's not. How dare you? You're so precious. I just want to keep you in my little pitter pocket. I am precious. Take you around with me on my my gallivanting mm. do you have any more questions i have one more i think <sighs> it's the final question okay you gain the ability to stop time what's the first thing you do um or what do you do that's a good question. I mean, I, I want to say something obvious like rubber bank. I have one. But I don't know how you rubber bank even if you can. I don't know how to pick a bank vault. 
Then I had to crack open a safe. Also, you still have to cover your tracks, so you'd still yeah. run the risk of being caught. What would I do if I could stop time? I have one. When I stop time, am I? I, I know. I just I see you. I see your hand raised. Mm. Am I? Do I still age? Because mm. if I don't age, then I could just spend a mm. hundred years in. Yeah, frozen no, you don't Lund. age. You're stopping time. Oh, okay. But I still age. No, you don't age. Oh, then I'll just stay in frozen time for a hundred years. On your own? Yeah, I'll just explore the world. But with no people. Well, the people are there. They're just not talking or they're moving. They're just frozen. Yeah. I would write a novel. <laughs> okay. Why yeah. do you need to freeze time to do that? Because I started writing my novel six years ago <laughs> and it's not yet done. Well, it's a masterpiece and... The best things take time. It's my magnum opus or whatever wow. they call it. I just, I golf clap for that. <laughs> so it doesn't, in a way, it doesn't matter that it takes like my whole life to write it. Sure. That's the point. But It's weird how some authors only had a few books in them, it seems like. Excuse me, what are you saying? No, I'm just saying like authors that, you know, the classic one is Harper Lee. Her Didn't she just write another one though? No, they they found. I think they found like an unfinished novel or an unpublished novel. Uh. I think during her life, she only put out *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Um, yeah. For example, Ayn Rand essentially only put out like three novels or something like that, um, and she was writing. I think pretty much all her life. Sylvia Plath only put out one novel. Well, her life she had was books of poems cut but... short. To be fair, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird examples where. People who had clearly had some kind of spectacular literary talent still felt the need to just like they they felt somehow satiated after putting out a single mm. novel. Isn't the saying as well that everyone has one good book in them? And that's where it should stay with most people. <laughs> I stole that from Christopher Hitchens. Not oh, gonna, you did. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and take credit for that um, that witticism. I used to really fear. Because it's taking me so long to write my first novel. Well, technically, I've written several novels. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. just keep saying that yeah. for the next five minutes. Um, yeah. But, what was my point? Oh, yeah. So, I used to really fear what I would do after this. Because it's taking me so long. And I worried that... I used upon my, like, ideas or whatever. Your juices. Yeah. Your creative juices. But n but now, actually, I'm, like, excited almost, even though I haven't quite finished it yet. But you're I'm... excited to move on to something new? That, and I realise I do have other ideas. I was so right. fearful of, like, what if I don't? What if I'm one and done? Because my writing isn't necessarily plot-driven. Yeah. It's people-driven. Wow. And so... In a way, that means there's more ideas, but also means there's less ideas. Okay. It depends, I guess, how you use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I could say more about this, but we need to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. So. Are we done? We no are questions? done. I have one more question, a very short one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to do it after the outro music. Oh, Okay. We do things after we the do, outro do, music, do, just yeah. so you know. We mess around for a bit after the outro, <laughs> so, you know, you should stick around or skip the 10 seconds. I'm going to keep the... that as an after credit scene. Yeah. 
What's up with films now having two after credit scenes? It's mostly just the Marvel movies. Though. There's other films that that have a mid and a post credit scene. You know, some TV shows have started doing end of credit scene. But they don't say there's. How would be that a... work? You just stay around till the end of the credits. Yeah, but on most TV shows, most TV channels, they don't show the whole credits. But they w- would, obviously. Yeah, on HBO, I'm sure they show the yeah, whole credits. Yeah, it was credits. a HBO show. But I think most... Yeah, okay, fair enough. I think just most channels truncate the credits to save time. Yeah, but I guess if the show, if the people at the show have specifically said yeah. to the network, there's a, this is like the format. I don't want an after-credit scene in a TV show. I don't want any after-credit scenes. Just fade to black and then give it to us. I like... just want Baby Yoda. <laughs> I just want to hug him... And I want to stroke his ears. And I want to touch his little nose. Oh, I just want to play with him and cuddle him and, and feed him frogs. And screw- <laughs> he does love frogs. <laughs> but if you get sad, he won't need to. No, and if someone tries to hurt you, he'll force choke them. Yes, he's so cute. That's oh, That scene where he walks up to Mando and he just grabs his leg and yeah. he's like... Meh. And then Mando picks him up, and I just can't take I it. I love how he just like care. slowly waddles from place to place, chasing frogs. That wasn't bad actually, Aww. with his creepy demon eyes. Who's got creepy demon? He's eyes? got like almost fully black eyes. Yoda, baby Yoda. Yeah, but they're not cute. I mean, they're not. <laughs> wow, me? Freudian slip. Much? They're not demon like horrible. No, but they are. They're cute. Yeah, he's cute. Eyes. I do. I. I love Baby Yoda, and I, I say it unashamedly. It's, it's weird. It's like watching it, I can't help but just continuously be like, oh, oh, my God, oh, I'm like a fucking new mom or something. You got Baby or Yoda like, fever. Yeah, I'd have a Baby Yoda. If I knew that a Yoda would come out of me, I'd have it. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Just like if it was a cat or a Care Bear, I'd do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. But yes, I guess. <laughs> Why we looked it up the other day because we wanted to get the the baby Yoda doll or plushie or whatever it is, and it doesn't come out for like six months. Yeah, they have like the plastic versions, but yeah. the, they realize people want a soft plushie version, and it doesn't like it comes out in like two months in America, and then in England it yeah. doesn't come out for like six months. Talk about striking when the iron is dead fucking yeah. cold. I know there was that whole thing about John Favreau who like said to Disney, "We hold back on the merch because I think sometimes merch comes out like before if, the show. Like it would have come out as soon as the yeah. show aired, but." But you don't see Baby Yoda till the yeah. end of episode one, and not everyone's watching. At also, the same did you not realize place. people were going to want Baby Yoda merchandise? Also, he's made to be made into merchandise. I don't understand this Disney Plus thing in that it's not; it's only in like two countries or something. It's like, yeah, I don't understand. Sure, why they? What's stopping them, Disney of all people, from it being available everywhere? Yeah, I guess because some things still assigned to certain things like i think friends has gone off netflix now in america but i don't know if it's gone off netflix here right because if they've already got a deal with you you know what i mean yeah sure so it might just be that anyway we're getting anyway yeah remember i told you that i think i think i heard somewhere that george lucas added the ewoks into the original star wars films just because he wanted to sell toys yeah I do. I feel like Baby Yoda is a bit like that. If we're being completely honest, no, because the whole show is about Baby Yoda. I know, so that but he's sense. so. 
hyper engineered to be cute and lovable yeah. and you want to have a little plushie of him. I don't think that's the driving force. No, but, but I think it wasn't let's just say it wasn't completely out yeah. of the conversation. Anyway. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please share it with anyone else you think may like it. New episodes are released whenever the fuck we feel like it. Hashtag deal with it. Hashtag that's our prerogative as women. Hashtag we don't hashtag anymore, I don't think. We do. We do, but like... You gotta get the word out somehow. <laughs> you can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all other podcast services. Or you can go to artatpodcast.com, which is A-R-T-A-T, and that directs to our SoundCloud page. You can send any feedback or comments to artatpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, which really helps little Baby Yoda podcasts like us. Yeah. And we're Artat Podcast on social media. Come and follow us. And if you want to find our personal sites, where can we find you, Samantha? You can go to samrosie.com. That's S-A-M-R-O-S-E-Y.com. And there you can find my Instagram, my writing blog my blog where i talk about being fat and beautiful you can find youtube which i haven't done any videos in a while but there's still some there if you haven't seen them i also have a society six yep um, you can also find her deviant art no all her drawings of dragons no having sex in strange and improbable positions what is wrong with you and where can we find you you can find me at ryan finch writes dot com and that's right like with a little pen with a little right. baby pen not like ryan finch's rights in the world like what are his rights yeah like what he am doesn't i have any rights i've taken them i put them in a sack i keep them can i have my rights please no. it's like rights yeah. stuff it's like yeah i think they know let's what not you, condescend to the listener write? i write all type of stuff i write um we're like essay type things. Yeah, I write alternate ending scripts for TV shows like no. Dexter. <laughs> just to please my paramour. He writes Buffy fan fiction. Yeah. She's going to get that Giles Dick. She's going to get that whatever Seth Green's character's called Dick. No, she doesn't. No. Faith and Buffy are going to snog. <laughs> That's the dream for some people. Are they going to snog? Snog. Gives a snog, B. What? That's what she calls a B. Who? Oh, oh Faith okay. calls Buffy B. Sure. Who's the, um, who's Michelle, is that Michelle Trattenberg? She plays Dawn. Who's the, um, actor from How I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother? That's Willow. Yeah. So, Do you even know who Willow is? No, I don't. You need to watch Buffy with me. No, I just need to see Willow and Faith. Everyone should comment make saying out. he should watch Buffy with me. <laughs> Willow and 10, Faith 000. don't make out. <laughs> comments. Didn't you say that in a graphic novel? The, the comics have continued on after the show and it is canon apparently. And there's like all crazy shit. Like Xander goes out with Dawn and like there's just all this. Oh no, not shit. Xander and Dawn. Well, Those like two are like oil and water. I'm going to throw these at you. I hope Xander doesn't end up with Jimmy or Sally. 
That would never work in the Buffyverse. Just get gone. Anyway. My glasses are called Cindy. My glasses are called... Oh, I just took off my glasses and I can't read the, the writing on them. You can read. Oh, my God. My my glasses are called Dizzy. Dizzy? Yeah. That's weird. There's a character called Dizzy in Starship Troopers. Pretty <laughs> hot. Talking of gratuitous nudity scenes, <laughs> there's a scene in the middle of that film where they're all just taking a shower together. And it's just... Guy- the Stormtroopers? Stormtroopers. Didn't you just say something about stormtroopers? No, starship troopers. Oh, same. Yeah, they're in the military, and they're all they're having a co-ed shower together, as you do in the military, I guess, um, as you're fighting, you know, giant alien bugs, and it's just like as many guys' butts and girls' boobs as you can handle. (laughs) It's a meat market, if you will. That's what we like to see. Mm -hmm. That is what we like to see. Lots of butts. <laughs> I don't know about this movie, to be honest. The more butts, the better. I think it's deviant. How many butts can you handle before you explode? That's the seven. question. Seven. Just seven. You know why? Because there's not eight. Yeah. <laughs> we leave you with that to ponder, listener. The final question. <laughs> I like how we pretend that there wasn't just two seconds of silence between the end of the episode and this. Is that where you put music? Yeah. And it is me who puts who music. Who knows? Because I don't listen to it. Because once it's I'm done. the editor and the director and the talent. No, hey. Which is why I get paid 90% of the profits. You, there's no profits. You, you can don't do know the, about the ads I put in here. You can do the podcast on your own from now on then. I might. I'll just sit here silent. You can just talk at me. Just make some Baby Yoda noises every now and again. What is it like? (laughs) 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 Adorable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to do the chewy thing? I am. Sometimes you can do it and it's so cute. (laughs) 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 I just sound like I'm choking to death. (laughs) I can't do it at all. Someone needs to give uh, me the Heimlich. Why can't I make it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Um, the last question. What always sounds way better in theory than it is in practice? I submit the 69 position. Yeah. It's good for a couple of times, but then you get tired of it real easy and it's a also quite times do you just mean like a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds no a couple of instances of trying it oh it's not it's not i don't like it to completion at all to complete oh my god you know what i, I feel mean? like i'm talking to a sex ed teacher all right i don't like it until we come <laughs> all right like i just can't you know what it is <laughs> I yeah. can't concentrate on what's happening to me. Okay. And I also can't concentrate on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And to be honest, you've got to concentrate on what you're trying to do. Sure. Lest you fucking suffocate. <laughs> so, you know, it's just not great. Yeah. 
It's just not great. It's it it's seemed... good for like five seconds, and then you realize no one is actually getting very much. You're not going to come from it, right? Because well, it's just well, you co- you could, but it's just too much, man. I'm batting a thousand on that, but anyway, I think it looks better on film than it is to actually do. That's why yeah. I think it's important so much because because they're not yeah. because it's so you know it's like. What is that? Ouroboros? Ouroboros, yeah. where it's a snakey in its own tail. Ouroboros. It just looks satisfying to see the like two bodies interlocked in that way. Yeah. But it's not that great. It's not that great. It's overrated, I would say. What else? Good in theory, but then isn't great. Good in theory. Brexit. I mean, in theory, we can take back our sovereignty and kick out all these European bureaucrats and we can secure our borders, finally. Um, but, you know, in practice, I guess it just, it just, uh, it just wasn't that, it wasn't that great, you know? I think we're going to kick you out. Everyone else can come in and you can just get the fuck out. Where am I going to go? Scotland? Nowhere. Okay. What? Give me some ideas. What's good in theory? What's a like a thing you can do in in life? What's an activity or like a you know? This is supposed to be a snappy sign off segment. Good in theory. Okay, but let me just think of one. <laughs> good in theory. A, a type of food. Talking to people. <laughs> you know when they bring you desserts and there's a. Sp- a, uh, oh, yeah. a sprinkler. What, what am I? A sprinkler. What am I trying to say? I don't know. The little, yeah, a fireworks sprinkler. Oh, like a Sunday or something, and there's a sprinkler out. Yeah. There? Do Americans know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a sparkler. I, oh, that's what I was trying to say. Like a fireworks sparkler. A sp- type thing. My brain just totally just a sprinkler. Just, I knew what you meant though. <laughs> they turn the sprinklers on in uh. the restaurant. You get soggy ice cream. But yeah, I've, I really hate that stuff. When they just do like stupid... Yeah. I really hate that type of... Fi- that gimmicky... You Put go- your food in a boot. <laughs> How you meant to eat it? Serve it in a urinal. Um, yeah, I hate gimmicky stuff at restaurants. Yeah. Just serve me good food and that's all I need. That kind of weird, like it's ice cream, but then there's also like cookies in there and then like cream and like a bit of cake and a brownie. And something sticking out of that yeah. way. And a chocolate... Like straw made out of chocolate, and then like, <laughs> how are you supposed to eat it? Yeah, I don't it, know how you meant to eat this monstrosity. And by the time you've eaten the top bit, everything is mushed together to make like some kind of a horrid sauce <laughs> that just no one wants. They're made to be taken a photo look- of and put on Instagram. Yeah, but before that, they're just made for kids because kids will eat anything put together. Like, is that kind of like, you know, when you have jelly and ice cream and you mix it all together? Ew. I hated that. But kids love to do that shit. <laughs> they just go to, like, the ice cream factory or whatever it's called at the Pizza Hut and they just put all the shit in it. I'm not really a fan of ice cream where there's, like, lots of shit in there. Right, okay. I can deal with, like, you know, that chocolate fudge brownie or whatever from Ben & Jerry's. But apart from that, I don't want anything... Or cho- mint chocolate chip. But I don't want, like... Solid bits of stuff in my ice cream. You're it's a purist, weird. would you say? Yeah, I don't like to chew as I eat ice cream. It's very strange. Mm. You like just a. I really want some ice cream now. You like just a pure dollop. Like, don't use the word dollop. Scoop. Thank you very much. Scoop. 
I'll give you a good scoop in. I'll fucking scoop you out and <laughs> fill you with shit. <laughs> what? Is that a good way to end it? <laughs>